Greetings, cool boy nation. I'm a ghost. I died of COVID. This episode, we'll be doing something very special. Something that has never been done anywhere. Ever. Oh my God. Tell me what is it? We will be doing our first ever live commentary of a spooky horror Halloween slasher killer gay porn. What? Taking a drink of water so I can do this very ghosty voice. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. I didn't agree to the sad because Dalton really is dead. To <laughs> this, he's in the quantum realm. He'll come back someday. I don't. Five think years. So. I don't think so, buddy. Five years. That's how long it took Ant Man to come out of the quantum realm. Yeah, I don't think that rat's gonna free Nolan. Oh, we're in the wrong multiverse. No. <laughs> uh, cool boys everywhere! Strap in. And buckle up. <gasps> it's time for... The Rated R 2009 remake of Friday... Or Friday... The 13th! <laughs> Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. So cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. Or Fry Dong. Yeah. Stealing our shit. Fucking screen junkies? Whatever they are. Yeah, you know fandom? Screen Junkies. You know screen screen junkies. You know it was, yeah. Uh, no, I don't. It just pops up. I, I, I think of it as on a trailer. It just so happens that, like, Spencer Gilbert, like, Lon Harris randomly just, and Joe Starr sometimes just have randomly just kind of stumbled upon our comedy. Yeah, I bet they wrote And that used too. it in their show like it was theirs. All right, well, you have the theme. Spoilers from here on out for, I don't know, Friday the 13th. I'm just getting spoilers, so I can't, so I don't have to edit out any spoilers, because last time I talked about spoilers about No Time to Die. You dropped a pretty big spoiler. Spoilers before, for No Time to Die, too. We warning. might be saying No Time to Die spoilers this episode. Probably not, but maybe we will. Who knows? Not to die. Fuck, fuck you, audience. <laughs> fuck you, you motherfucking fuck faces. All right, well, welcome, Cool Boy Nation, to a very <laughs> spooky installment of the Cool Boys Podcast in which we will watch the 2009 masterpiece of shit shot on 35mm flim using sweat, ass, Auriflex 235 <laughs> and Auriflex 435 ES cameras. I'm glad we got the cameras uh, information. We, sweet we, ass, baby, sweet ass. It's a sweat. I know, it's a sweat. The R-rated... I don't know why you keep saying that. Are, are all the two... All, all the Friday No, the there's an unrated rated? version of this movie. Oh, the R-rated 2009 remake of Fry Gay, the 13th. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 26%. Like, yeah, they fucking yes. better. Look up Ninettes so or the fucking Chappelle specials on, on, like, that on Rotten Tomatoes. Man, does that fucking <laughs> site not matter anymore? 
with an audience score of 46%. We were watching the 2009 remake because it is a far better than the original R-rated 1980 piece of shit shot on 35mm film using weak-ass Panavision Panaflex. Watch out, Laszlo Panaflex. Uh, (laughs) Friday the 13th, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives that a 63% with an audience score of 60%. It doesn't have Jason in it. I mean, that's that, <laughs> the original Friday. Spoilers! Oh, yeah, we're in spoilers. We're, I said spoilers. Oof. It's like, Oof. I always, it's not even a spoiler. It's just, it wouldn't be a spoiler. That, Mega spoiler. If you're telling somebody spoilers that doesn't have Jason in it, that would confuse them because they wouldn't expect to have Jason in it because it's 1980 and they're watching a movie for the first time. They're like, who's Jason? It's not it's, 1980. What year are you living in? When, when, when the original came out. Oh, 1980. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. The year of 1980, right now. You could tell. You could show it to a six-year-old, and they'd. And if you told them that, you know, it's not Jason. That's a spoiler to them. Why would you show? By the way, I, mean, no, I no. just got my kids into seeing The Sixth Sense as early as I possibly could. That way, it didn't get spoiled for them when the random pop culture people are like, "Did you not know Bruce Willis was dead the whole time?" Yeah. Oh, spoiler by the way for Sixth Sense. Sorry. Yeah, and Haley Joe Osment, he got pretty fat. But dude, he is great. He's still great. He's still, I mean, I like that he's still acting. He's doing comedies. He, he seems like a pretty together guy. He certainly oh, fared yeah. better than Macaulay. a lot of other. Well, yeah, pretty much anyone who did cocaine. I would <laughs> love to see a Haley Joel Osment sequel to The Sixth Sense. I'd like to see that world. It's like I always like to say, welcome to Crystal like to Lake. That. I'm Friday what? the 15th. Wait, I'm sorry. What do you like to say? I talked over you. I'm sorry. It's like I always like to say. Welcome to Crystal Lake. Oh, yeah, I'm Friday that. the 13th. Yeah, you are. And I'm Lon Harris. I mean, sorry. And I'm Breeze Tits are the best bare tits in the entire horror genre. Ballard. Who's Lon Harris? Um, is, that the fa- is that the troll guy? No, that's the hot chick. Oh, okay. I thought it was in the this tr- movie. What, what's the troll guy from uh, Screen Junkies? That's Lon Harris. Are you okay? Uh, Is Lon Harris attacking you and breaking into your in your place right now? <laughs> Allegedly. What's no, going on? No, it's my printer is right? running some kind of fucking it's printing something. Your printer is printing right now in the middle of this episode? No, it's just doing like a print test check. <laughs> just to make sure it still has ink. Fuck China brother. is here. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? All right. <laughs> yeah, Big Trouble in Little China, right? Yeah, so spooky. Yeah. Not a horror movie. So spooky. No, no. So spooky. So spooky. Is everything okay still? Are you still printing? No, it's not It's not printing. It's, it's just doing a... What does that mean? China test. is here. All right, now you, you have to read me in here. And now, Felk reads the back of DVD cases. Tonight is Friday the 13th. Killer Cut includes theatrical release. Which we'll and, be watching tonight. Yeah, why'd you decide to do that one and not the... Uh, Special extended. Do you version. really want to sit here longer watching no. this movie longer? Do you really want that? Normally, you're complaining the movie's not over and done with yet. Did you really need another like 15 minutes added to the movie that you have to? Well, sit there's through? no way we're gonna get through five movies because the we, we we went on for like 30 minutes after. Uh, what are you talking about? Five movies. We're doing five movies later. I'll I'll, I'll get to that. The audience has no idea what you're talking about. You're talking in code to me, but you're live. Live to tape. College kids seeking a weekend of kicks have made a horrible mistake. They've come to party. A party in Las Vegas. 
No, uh, no, that's the wrong movie. That's the movie starring Chad. I gotta, Chaz I gotta, I gotta bring that up because I did it last time too. Uh, <laughs> they've come to party at an eerie Crystal Lake. Ooh, at eerie Crystal Lake, <laughs> the deadly domain <gasps> of Machete Mad Machete Killer Jason Voorhees. Chaz Voorhees is a different person. Terror goes to extremes in this reimagining of the Jason legend for today's horror fan. Yes! Enter, for the first time, the subterranean <gasps> layer that is Jason's den of torture and fear. See oh him God. discover the mask that hides his deformed face. Experience a whole new level of fright. And try to remain calm. The intense violence, the unique kills, the <laughs> jolting scares... Live them all in Friday the 13th. Would have been better Live all the unique kills. Friday the 13th. All right. What's up? What are you doing? What? What do you mean? What are you doing? I'm typing something. Why are you typing? We're supposed to get it. We're supposed to say Cool Boy Nation. Push play now. The whole movie and everything. Aren't we watching the movie? I'm trying to find the, uh, the, the Devin's having a party. A party in Las Vegas. I'm trying to find Chaz Voorhees' movie. Oh, go to the Chaz Extravaganza episode that we. How we do have I go to doc. that? Listen to an episode? <laughs> no, no, no. Go to the doc. Just go to the doc. Oh yeah, which episode was that? Tra Chaz Extravaganza. Oh, oh, that's like I think that's pre two hundred. It's definitely pre two hundred. It's one ninety four. That's one ninety four. That was fast. Okay, here we go. Yeah. I gotta got read it? that. I gotta read that before we actually move on here. Okay, okay, go ahead. Please read the uh, the fake movie, porn movie that was made by some <laughs> random porn star named Chaz Burries or whatever that we found in uh, in our Chippendales episode that eventually came to uh, fruition in our Chaz Extravaganza episode. Both episodes I highly recommend. So uh, the Chippendales one is ep episode 180, Meet the Chippendale Dancers. That's a great episode. And um, especially if you love our gay shit. And then uh, episode 194, <laughs> Chaz Extravaganza. Also great episode if you love our gay shit and you like our little bit of politics. Because there is the Chop or Chaz in Seattle that we talk about in the Chaz Extravaganza. It's Wesley's birthday and his friends go. are throwing him a party. A party oh, that's going to last the whole weekend. A party in Las Vegas. To maximize their party time, they hire a party bus to travel from Los Angeles. <laughs> One disaster after another leaves them stranded in the desert at a lonely old house in the middle of nowhere. With no cell reception for miles they are around, they are cut off from the outside world. Not wanting to spoil Wesley's birthday, they try to make the best of a bad Why situation. Why spoil it? Why oh. spoil the birthday? Come on. <laughs> Only when people start to die do they realize how desperate their situation is. A as a as the fight for survival begins, questions remain. Who or what is doing the killing? Where did it come from? And who can they trust? That was so. If you're wondering why what that was or why I read that, that was the uh, synopsis of Vera Mortis. Uh, Indiegogo project that an actor named Chaz Voreas, who was also a gay porn star, tried to uh, get funded on Indiegogo. They raised zero dollars out of their $25,000. Oh, you couldn't get that Sapphire Award? <laughs> that flexible goal. They I had wanted that Ruby Rose Award where I could have met the actor and then had her lie to me that she, uh, you know, was injured on set 
Ruby Rose. Yeah. The Ruby Rose there, Award. There was no Ruby Rose, but there was Ruby Star and Ruby Star Plus. Ru- Ruby Star was $500. You received the Bronze Star through the Platinum Star Perks. Additionally, you'll be given a featured extra role on the production and a prop from the movie. Uh, Ruby Star Plus was $1,000. You receive a custom speaking role with some lines plus an associate producer position on the movie and one IMDb. I don't know what that means. How do you get one IMDb? <laughs> oh, easy. They give you the uh, URL, I think, to IMDb. Yeah. So you give them that much money, and they'll they'll, they'll be like, it's www.imdb.com. And you're like, oh, thank you. Now, do I get to do this once? And they're like, yeah, you only get to go to that site once, so make it worth it. I think that's how IMDb works, actually. It's a one-time use website. <laughs> that's why you have to always, you know, delete your cookies after you go to IMDb or your clear cache. Otherwise, uh, the site will know you've been there before, and they won't let you actually get there. Go in the site and uh, peruse it and uh, scroll around. Yeah, the reason why we read that, Did though, you know that? Yes. <laughs> the reason why we read that is because a year ago, I also read anyways. that uh, for our previous Halloween episode. And in that episode, we uh, watched uh, The Hills Have Eyes remake, which is a remake of a 70, 1970s movie. And now we're watching a remake of a 1980s movie. And we'll be doing something else for Symmetry as well, which I guess we'll explain once we start watching the movie. <gasps> so, are, All right, so let's watch the movie. Ready? So audience, audience, get your R-rated version of Friday the 13th locked and loaded. Yeah, don't watch the unrated version or you'll lose sync you? at some point. Oh, yeah, you'll you'll be talking about scenes felt that you know nobody will be actually understand what's going on because they'll be completely like out of sync they'll be like what are you talking about i have a trent scene where he's talking to the truck driver but we aren't going to see that tonight we're not going to see more trent there's actually more trent in the extended cut oh, really? and you might be thinking felk that's a travesty based on another little easter egg we're going to talk about tonight yeah, sure about the are. friday the 13th uh film huh Love to talk about that stuff all right everybody ready let's do it three two one play now i assumed that you actually hit play and i hit play too at the same time right yeah we've never done it this way (laughs) we've never done it live like this the tape usually we pause and then we like oh yeah that's true and then we make an edit and then we like talk for a little bit about syncing and then we sync and then we go are you okay just making sure i got the audio good boy all right, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Paramount stars are making noise. I'm good. I can hear Oh, yeah, fine. they are. Oh, for sure. And this is not just a Paramount film. This is also another type of production that we're, we're visiting again since last week. Platinum Dudes. Platinum Dudes, baby. Oh, the best. They make the best, the best uh, horror remakes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Be- New Beginning or whatever it's called. They make a lot of remakes of not great horror movies, and they also make A Quiet Place movies for some reason. Well, um, so this uh, opening is ah, really, association with Michael Bay. Yeah, this opening is an homage. A this prologue is an homage to the entire first film, uh, the 1980 Friday the 13th, um, because it is about essentially the mother of Jason and acting her revenge uh, on on Camp Crystal Lake. And in fact, this sequence takes place in 1980. Uh, so that's that little Easter egg there to that moment. And um, this movie in general, I'll just say, because I'm actually a fan of this film, this 2009 uh, remake. Okay. Um, this movie does one thing I love a lot. It, it, it does this thing where it combines the best parts of 
all three of the first three Friday the 13th films. You get the prologue about the mother. That's all you needed to be. It doesn't need to be a whole movie. It's a whole movie in 1980, but it didn't need to be. So they use it as a prologue in this film. Great use of it. Friday the 13th Part 2, kind of, they utilize the death of Jason uh, in this film, the one we're watching. Yeah. It's it's kind of taking or homaging the Friday the 13th Part 2 death. But also Friday the 13th Part 2 is kind of like Jason's real first movie. So that this movie, the first half of it, feels that way. And then the finding of the actual hockey mask that happens in this film, he finds it also in Friday the 13th Part 3. It's when he takes it away from the, the fat kid um, and, he, and, he, and he cuts the fat kid's throat. You know, it's all off camera, but all of a sudden he has the fat kid's mask and he's wearing it, the hockey mask. And so that kind of... that. Uh, you know, uh, completion of the, that trilogy is all kind of wrapped up really well in this 2009 film, and it's done by Marcus Nispel, I think is how you say his name. Yep. And um, one of the things I, I I kind of really thought was cool about it's like I went back and looked at the, uh, his filmography, and uh, maybe it's a he or she, I'm not sure which. But uh, Platinum man. Dunes, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, was also done by Marcus, so that was yep. the Jessica Biel one. Frankenstein, which I don't really know what that is. Pathfinder, which I remember hearing about, and I think I saw uh, a long time ago, but didn't really like pay attention to it. And then Conan the Barbarian with uh, Jason Momoa, which actually I liked a lot. Yeah, Pathfinder is also Jason Momoa, I think. Is it really? I think so. They must be punished. Awesome. For what they I'm looking at it right now. It's Carl Urban. I remember that. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, it's Carl Urban. Yeah. In Blue Moon Good. Big Chungus. Blood. Moon Blood Good. Moon Blood Big Chungus. Good. Yeah, she's in that, because I remember watching that movie for her, because mostly I was like, oh, yeah, she did the titty thing in the uh, Terminator Salvation film. She's a big chungus. <laughs> she's a big chungus. She's a big chunky boy. All right, well, that Such was a big nice, bun, yes. That was Bauer's review of this movie. I don't. I watched it, too. I don't think that much of it. I don't really care that much about the Friday the 13th movies or cheap 80s slasher horror. It's never really been my thing. Slasher but killer? Slasher killer horror has never really been my thing. Um and uh, what we're doing this episode is wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 move on. All right. Before we move as on, I summed you up the start. whole thing as being essentially this film is a summary, right? A, a, a quick, uh, you know, version of the three films of Friday the 13th, one, two, and three. Yeah. Anybody that knows me knows that my favorite Friday the 13th film is actually part four. I think the Friday the 13th films as a whole are shit. I think that there is some brilliance in one and two and there's some fun in Manhattan Jason goes to Manhattan or whatever takes Manhattan but they're none of them are good other than this remake which I kind of do enjoy I enjoy it so much I, I actually did a fan edit uh, a fan cut of something and we'll get into that I'm sure a lot later but for me it's Friday the 13th part four starring Corey Feldman that movie is fantastic Fantastic! I highly recommend it. You don't need to know what happens in the previous three films to understand what goes on in four. Four is just a wonderful film, wonderful slasher film, wonderful horror uh, moments with with great boobs and titties. Oh, also Christopher Glover. Uh, no, no, not Christopher Glover. It's fucking Crispin Glover. He's in it and he dances amazingly in it. He's so good in he's so good in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, mm-hmm. but it's the women that steal the show with Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Mm-hmm. It's the women they steal the show with the stunt men. Oh, I'm sorry, stunt men with the stunt women. They are so I'm sorry that's my implicit bias. My God, I'm so sorry. The stunt women are so fucking good in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. They throw them off of the third story of buildings and they just do these long take dives where they like 
hit like you know maybe a little bit of a balcony on their hip and then flip onto a car hood smashing the car hood yeah everything's prepped for a stunt person to go down well, they also probably just didn't have much problem hurting people back then they're wearing bodysuits that are like nude colored right because they're supposed to be like women in like you know pajamas but it's not enough and you see it and you're like yeah it's essentially also it was the, it was 1984 Friday 13th part 4 came out okay. so you have to think of it that way they were just like whatever like throw people who cares if they actually hurt themselves we don't care there's no insurance back then that actually mattered so uh, I think I think if you really want to see a really fun slasher at least out of this franchise I highly recommend part 4 alright Phil go ahead please I just wanted to make that point Okay, well, I, I just want to context what we're actually doing tonight. The, like Please I said, do. the reason why we're watching this is is consistency. That's important. Yes, absolutely. Uh, last year, we w watched a remake of a 1970s horror movie. Uh, we watched The Hills Have Eyes, the 2006 remake. Uh, and we went through our personal top five 1970s horror movies. This year, for Halloween, I mean, it's less important with each year because... The real world is now scarier than any horror movie ever could be. Preach. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're doing the 80s. So we're watching Woo. a remake of, well, this isn't a remake of a 1980s horror movie. The opening was, oh, you know, well, when did part two come out? 1980, if, wait, part four no, no, came no, no. out part one came out in 1980. Yeah, but part four came out in 1984. Yeah, oh yeah, they they fucking were slamming. It was every year they made a movie. Wow. Practically, yeah, I think they missed one year. So yeah. this is more this is more a remake of part three, and this is the concept of Jason, really. Uh, it's a remake of part two and three, really. Yes. Yeah. So but we're we're watching a, a remake of a nineteen eighties franchise. They and, skipped eighty three, just so you know. Eighty three was the only year they didn't have one, and then and eighty four came out as the final chapter, but it wasn't. How dare you? No. Eighty five, they came out with a new beginning. 86, they came out with Jason Lives. 88, they came out with The New Blood. Yeah. 89, they came out with Jason Takes Manhattan. 93, Jason Goes to Hell. And 2001, big ass jump, Jason, Jason X. X. Yeah. Which is practically a softcore porn, not in the way that they're sex, just in the way they dress sets and give, you know, costumes. Yeah, I've watched Jason. I think I saw Jason X in theaters. It's not. What do you think is worse, Jason X or Leprechaun, whatever it was in I've space. never seen a Leprechaun movie. Oh my god, Leprechaun 1 is not bad. Leprechaun 4 in space oh, is going fucking horrible. Well, next year, if we're not in gulags, or I'm not in a gulag, we'll... Uh, Leprechaun. We'll do... Remake. A, well, well, we'll do a 90s... Uh, yeah, Leprechaun is a 90s film, and the remakes are were late, way later, in the two, late 2000s. I don't think it's a Platinum Dunes, though. But there yeah, is, yeah, like, we have there to... There's a, a WWE one. The WWE did one. We'll have to we have to stick with the yeah no the WWE films did a Leprechaun remake <laughs> they yes, did right? Leprechaun Origins with their fucking lep with their with their one excuse me a Leprechaun Origins yeah but uh, no we'll we'll try we'll try to find a, a Platinum Dunes I don't know if Platinum Dunes has any remakes of '90s horror films though we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to we'll cross that bridge when we come to it '90s horror is also going to be a weird thing because when I made my top five list I factored in Halloween to it. Um, what you can't do that? No, yeah, you have to. I mean, it's because like what? What? I mean, when we get to the nineties, like well, Halloween seven seventy-eight. No, 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 not the movie Halloween. The the oh, holiday oh, Halloween. Oh, gotcha. Like, is this is a horror movie appropriate for Halloween? 
Um, because like mm. when we get to the '90s, like Sons of the Lambs is probably the best horror movie of the '90s, but that's not a Halloween movie. Right. Neither is Seven. Like, like, no, they're not. Those are thrillers, though. I would, I would consider those to be like cop thrillers. Well, let's 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 discuss this real fast. And, and if one of these movies is on, on your list, just tell me to shut up, and and, and uh, I, it'll be fine. But coming up with my top five I had to factor like a bunch of things in like is it appropriate for Halloween is it really a horror movie because I looked at a lot of fucking like lists of all titties, the titties 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 oh, yeah. titties oh my god these titties are so good they're perfect Those are very, these aren't the best titties very they are great titties later, that's, later uh, titties that's Goldberg from uh, Mad Men or Julie or whatever her name is incredible the guy from but Mad this Men this one this one's got beautiful tits as well uh, I don't know the actress's the Jewish name guy it's from... um uh, it's uh, America Olivia. America Olivo. Uh, so, so, but I looked at a lot of fucking like, here's all the 80s movies. Rotten Tomatoes, top 100 horror movies of the 80s. And it's like, number one is Aliens. Aliens is not a horror movie. See, wait, I don't do it this way. So, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like discussing this in too much detail with uh, titles. By the way, Aliens is not on my list either. I agree. Um, I'm just afraid that we might we might get into something. No, I just but, uh, but no, I do I agree have with to, you. I have to prefer. I just don't look at the internet for this. I look at like my library and like, okay, what do I have that's like you know? No, that's that's no, 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 no. I did not let there. I, I I was just reminding myself of what all the options were. I wasn't like letting it factor. No, no, no. My my list is very unique to me. But my okay. point my point is we did this last time too, and and, and we got into a little bit of discussion because you had. You were like, I don't consider Alien a horror movie, and I'm like, it's my number one, and then you bleeped it um, because I think Alien is a horror movie. But like, no, so, no, no, I didn't believe it as your number one. I think I no, no, it you bleep you saying you bleep saying I don't think a <laughs> bleep was a horror yeah. movie, and I'm like, that's my number one. But no, no, uh, the, the, so the movies that I, I just want to establish because these would all be in my top five if they if they are in contention, but I don't think they are in contention. Aliens is not a horror movie, even though Alien Correct. is. Aliens is a sci-fi action movie. Alien was a, was a horror movie. Uh, the Terminator, not a horror movie. Correct. Oh. All right, I'll move on. Uh, Predator. Maybe, maybe not. Predator. I don't know. Is Predator a horror movie? No, Predator is not a horror movie. All right. However, my kids did watch it this year for October. Ghostbusters, not a horror movie. Correct. No, but it's a it's a Halloween movie. It's a, it's a comedy, uh, for sure. But it's a Halloween movie. Gremlins, Christmas movie. By the way, by the way, the Ghost, Ghostbusters, the first Ghostbuster film when I was a kid, scared the shit out of me. Scenes of it, especially the library. Yeah, but as an adult, I don't. Find oh, dude, it scary. you put me in a library today. If I ever go into a library, I am fucking out of there. Dude. saying library, aren't you? What? What? You're you're intentionally saying library, aren't you? What is the word? Library. There's not two R's. It's library. <laughs> it's library. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, Gr Gremlins is also, I, I would say, because Gremlins is such a Christmas movie that I can't Yeah, Gremlins put it is a Christmas movie for sure. Even though it's a horror movie, it's it, it's not. A, so those no, are the no, movies, no. It's a dark, it's a black Christmas film. Yeah, so those are the movies that I would say uh, I kept seeing on the fucking list, and I'm just like, none of those are, are to me, horror horror movies. Ghostbuster being the, the one that, like, is closest, it's just too much of a comedy. Okay, right. okay, hang on. Let's talk about The Terminator real quick as, as an example. Yeah. Because it's, it's not on actually your... on my list. But I it do isn't? think it's important to talk about The Terminator. So, The Terminator, to me, um, is absolutely a horror film. I think The Terminator is a great movie. I think it is a great sci-fi horror film. I think it's a lot like Alien in that it's a sci-fi horror film, but 
Alien to me feels like it leans more on the on the sci-fi than it does on the horror, even though it does hit horror tropes. Yeah. It also hits sci-fi tropes. But uh, it's very and it's very even-handed that way, and it's great and it's great for that. Um, the Terminator, though, to me, is kind of more of a sci-fi skin or a facade to a horror film. To well, me, it's an action movie. That. It's a sci-fi action movie. Like it has horror elements to it, but there's no, too much. No, it's not guns. action at all. I don't think. Ter- I mean, I, there's action in it. Car chases. No, no, action doesn't make an action film. They're horror movies with with car chases. I'm just saying, the the, the the Terminator has very specific horror trope beats that it goes through, and like I mean, as a slasher killer film, the Terminator Two total sci-fi action and all the Terminator films from that point on are just sci-fi garbage but like the the Terminator I do feel is sci-fi horror however because I did not allow Alien on my list yeah. even though I do agree with it be on your number one and that's fine because that's who you are Yeah. even though Alien was not on my list the Terminator also could not be on my list for the same reasons I couldn't put Alien on my list. So the Terminator is not on my list. Right. However, I feel the Terminator is more of a horror film than Alien is. Well, let's get your number five then. Should we just jump right on in it? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we're, we're all right. We're, we're number the, five. We're in the prologue of, of the movie. Number like, five. Yeah. Number five. Number five is a film I showed to my kids, and it, it actually left a good impact. Not like a terrible way. More in like, oh my god. They became more intrigued to watch scary movies. They became more intrigued by this horror genre. Um, this this film is a film I learned about in school way before I ever saw it. I saw this film way late in life. A lot of people saw it when they were kids. I saw it way late in life. This is a film that was ghost-directed by a master, even though it's quote-unquote directed by Toby Hooper. It was ghost-directed by Steven Spielberg. It is a film that was introduced to me through Felk. I've got it I higher. saw it on, on Felk's couch while got, watching it on his big giant TV I've in got his, it higher. living room. It blew me away how amazing this film was. I, I, I never thought I would see a 5 out of 5 film like this. This is Steven Spielberg at his peak horror. It is incredible that he was able to accomplish Spielbergian shots, Spielbergian energy. I've got the, it. The mysticism, Fire. the amazement of a Spielberg film. On, and the entire time with this grim, violent, really scary, really intense, beautiful puppet work, beautiful okay. special effects. The Poltergeist film, for me, Poltergeist, is one of the most amazing films I'd ever seen, and I was blown away, Felk. I I was blown away, but I had missed it, that it was a blind spot for me for so long, because I had heard forever about how Spielberg ghost-directed it, and I'm a huge fan of Spielberg, but, like, the fact that I just, like, this was just something I never watched, and I never came across, and having now seen it, it's just one of those things I'm just like, fuck, dude, this... This is amazing. Okay. This is okay. one of the most perfect, okay. best ghost films I've ever seen. I've got it higher, so we'll discuss it later. Wow. Well, I give it. I get. I, I think I literally ended that film. I, I looked at you on the couch, and I, after I removed my hand from your cock, I said five out of five boys, and you said not that bad, huh? And I said, oh yeah. And the movie was even better because like I, that was how good it was. Then my cock. Yeah, your, your cock was five out of five boys. Right. That's what I was referring to. Is that not clear? Sorry, yeah, your cock was five out of five boys, but the movie was better. Six out of five boys, the All movie. Right. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it again later, although you Yay. talked a lot about it. Um, my, my Okay, my number five. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Because you just did the higher thing. 
how did you feel watching the John Carpenter Red Letter Media when they were kind of like not doing that? They did it differently, and they just did it every time. They just did it by Rich's uh, uh, list. So they discussed it when it was on Rich's list rather than on when it was on Jay's list, which is a way to do weird. it. Well, I, yeah, I think that was Jay kind of acknowledging that Rich is the more significant character for Red Letter Media. Most people think, you know, the fandom goes Mike, Rich, then Jay. Maybe. I, th I thought it was also maybe because Jay had already spoken a lot on some of these films in um, other previous reviews. That too, yeah. And, and Rich is more of the unique take. Uh, I guess. Kind of backfired like when, take. when he had uh, Halloween is 12 because Jay wasn't anticipating that. Although I agree I with that love, point. I love John Carpenter's Vampire, but I hated John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. I hated that fucking movie. Weed. In the Fog, I hated. I don't know whose list I really agreed with. I also felt like They Live should have been higher on all their lists. And I know that Jay had it pretty high up. I don't really like John Carpenter that much, which might be discussed tonight. We'll see. Oh, no. Uh, my number five. Oh, Jason's, see, Jason's got the mask on. It's kind of similar to the mask uh, that he uh, wears in uh, the second film. Actually, my the second film's more of a sack on top of the head. Kind of similar to actually your character in Red Dead Redemption when you put the sack on. That's actually more like how Jason looked there. No, he's burning her. Oh, no, this is the girl. This is the really hot girl that was getting banged and had the titties. She's getting cooked alive. Oh, bear trap. Watch, this is the end. This is the very end of all this. Felker, you've seen this, though, in the trend cut, though, haven't you? The scene isn't in the trend cut. Oh, no, this scene's not in the trend cut. You did, yeah, this is the other one. Did you, ever, did you watch the other one? No, I haven't enough time to watch both of them. Oh, I told you to watch them both, damn it. Uh, I watched the trend cut. On them. Yeah, uh, all right. My number five. Is an American werewolf in wait, London? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? Sorry? I don't know. I mean, I couldn't even get a title out before you said, wait, wait, no, wait. No, no, because she's dying. I wanted to see the scene play out. Sorry. Oh, you were telling me, wait, wait, wait for the the, the, the movie? No, we got to talk over the movie. I, I always think this is Adrian Grenier, but it's not. He looks like Adrian Grenier. Does. I see what you mean, though, yeah. But he's like a cheaper version. <laughs> Here's I know. Jason's it's mom. sad that cheaper than Adrian Grenier. So this is the reference to Jason's mom coming up right here. She's the head in the wall that they come across. And then that woman right there, she's the uh, um, the Whitney Miller who actually goes missing, played by Amanda, Amanda Rigetti or Spaghetti or whatever. Okay. And her uh, brother, Clay Miller, Jared Padilecki, uh, the guy that I guess is in like Supernatural. Yes. He, um, uh, he comes looking for her. So she's she's the linchpin, right? She's the uh, she's the red herring essentially for the for him at least. But the, oh, there's the there's the dead mother's head. Thoroughly talked about your number five, even though I clearly said I have it higher. Wait, I want to see this scene play then, out. Then I, then I started trying to do my number five. You said, We're about wait, to wait, miss wait. Trent's open. That's why. I just don't want to miss Trent's open. This is Trent's intro coming up real soon. Oh, Mr. Not for Trent. a little while. We have time. And also, like, I am, I, am I not allowed to talk on this podcast just because no. Friday the 13th has things happening in it? That's I mean, right. Just... That's right. Friday the 13th is busy right now. <laughs> we must wait. Okay, wait. I think you said it, but I missed it. Go ahead. I did. It. I said American yeah. Werewolf and American Werewolf in London is my number five. I was going to say I have it higher, but it actually deleted it and went with an uh, you know an additional one that I had marked that same spot. So I'll... Well, then we talk about it now. Per yes, the rules. talk about it now. Great tits. Uh, that, that movie. Oh, machete coming to the floor. Lefty. This is really stressful now. <laughs> it's like when Nolan's like watching Cum Shop. He's like, Cum Shop happening and we're talking about something else. Yeah, but he's at least seeing it for the first time. You've seen this movie numerous times, and you're telling me to wait, 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 
to watch a movie I've already seen, even though we're supposed to talk over it and only really focus on it like as kind of like when you know there's 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 downtime or whatever. We're in the top five right now, and American Werewolf in London has that the fuck the it is a the definitive uh, werewolf movie. Yes. It B it is the definitive. Oh, this is what it's like to be young in the eighties and, and like going to Europe. Uh, it's a it's a road trip movie. It's a character I can relate to. I don't remember the name of the actor or actors. Uh, the transformation scene was the thing that stuck with me. Through yes. it. Like, I saw this movie young, like really. Seeing like the eight shark, seeing the shark at the end of this movie, uh, the transformation scene is the shark, is worth it. It is so well done. So, you tell me, is shark for Jaws? Like, yeah, yeah, metaphor. The, the metaphorical scene, the shark at the end of this film, which would be the transformation scene, the like in clear. Well, it's like halfway light, through the movie. It's, it's so not... beautiful. No, it's pretty much the end, if I recall. Yeah, yeah it? it's it's like an hour into a ninety minute. I thought it was movie. the third act. It's the third act. You, 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 when you actually finally see him transform, yes, that is that is the 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 mummy scene of the movie, and, and that stuck with me. That scene alone is body horror done better than any other body mm -hmm. horror ever tried to do it. Uh, the the having the the friend. I mean, I think I learned what porn was through an American Werewolf of London because they go to a porn movie theater when that's that's when you find the final time he sees his friend as has a ghost who's rotting, which of course they ripped so off for Tom so Cruise's The Mummy. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I think I I like realized like oh there's there's porno theaters people have sex and uh, and the porn is See You Next Tuesday, which is a Stanley Kubrick reference. Um, or Wednesday, whatever it is, uh, and yeah, no, I, I just I love that movie, I, I, and I, I rewatched it not that long ago because Corey hadn't seen it. I, I mean, a while ago, like two thousand and eight or nine, I think for Halloween, and uh, Corey was blown away. You just watching the, 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 the I'm listening the, and watching. It's on my screen, just like we're supposed to. All right. Well, what do you have to say about American Werewolf of London? So, oh wow, okay, title card, twenty three minutes in. Yeah, so that's why I wanted to... Uh, here comes Trent, baby. I wish it was actually Transformers scene where we, we got to. We got to talk about that in a moment. Um, so anyways, so I um, I showed the kids uh, the opening to uh, um, an, uh, an American Werewolf in London. Okay, uh, well, they're on the because, Mars. Uh, I, I found it... Even the open is such is such great horror. Just the whole the whole open, all the way until the, the, the kill scene. And then when he wakes up in the, ho the hospital, I stopped the movie for the kids. And they and it's it's so good to running on the moors, not knowing which direction to run, hearing the animals circle them. It's so scary. The whole bar scene beforehand is just perfectly sets it up. The whole the whole introduction to this film is perfect horror. And John Landis crushes it. And then he goes on to make Thriller, which just like borrows so heavily from this. But it's not even a werewolf; it's a were cat. Michael Jackson's a were cat. And and the two of them are just perfect little like you know brother and sister sequels in in some kind of weird fucked up way. It is, yeah, it is kind of the sequel to it, yeah. It feels like it, but it's weird. Anyways, I, it is a great movie. It has tits. Um, great tits. It has some British weird tits. dream sequences that are hard to dissect as a child. I did not show my kids, like I said, the rest of the film because I do want them. to I definitely saw it way too it. young, which is why it's on oh, my for list because sure. it, it's but it's not for me. I. Yeah, I agree. Watching how sweaty the, he, the 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 main guy is, the protagonist is, I forget his name and the actor's name. But watching how sweaty he is when he's when he's transforming into a lycanthrope. Well, just a werewolf, I, I, I never, it's crazy. I mean, I I knew the concept of werewolves when I saw it, but I never conceptualized the idea of like 
uh, it, it transferring transforming to a werewolf would be extraordinary extremely painful that's and Nicholas cage's cousin by the way that's nick cage's cousin that fat guy okay jared peladecki's there and, and uh, trent's gonna be rude trent's to there, and baby. the exact same haircut which is weird i love trent um i mean so literally nice. it's like the feathered fucking hair it's, it's absurd very it's 90s hair uh, 2009 baby 2009 movie uh but uh what was I saying? Like, the, the, yeah, this is the idea of transforming to a werewolf. All your bones break as they stretch and reform. It's just like I, I, I was terrified of that happening to me. Thankfully, oh yeah, the it still pain, hasn't. the agony, right? It's, it's, it still it still hasn't, it, thankfully. But you're absolutely right. There, the, you, it, it transcends the screen. All the anguish, all the stress, all all of the the body, like actually the pain being caused by the actual transformation. You're right. No, it's totally there. That's yeah. That's what I meant. Like the sweating. Like it just. You can tell this this person is going through so much. It is a very powerful moment. The only drawback to that movie, and it doesn't deter it from my rating whatsoever, which is five out of five boys. Um, the only thing that draws back is that like your actual time with a werewolf, with a visual werewolf, minimal, yeah, is like seconds. Yeah, it's not even like minutes. It's seconds, and that's because they they were constricted by budget and reality. Yeah. at the time when they made the film. Um, I, I, by the way, this is going to be my number three, just so you know. Hmm. Not my number five. This is my number three. Uh, I, it's no longer my number three. Something else that I had literally in the three spot as well, just in case you said Amer – I've had a feeling you might say an American Werewolf in London. I actually like the sequel, American Werewolf in Paris, very 90s film. Yeah, it's okay. It's not It's, it's not, not a bad it's movie. It's not great, it's but not it's good. not bad. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's um, fine for what it is. Exactly. And, it, and here's the thing. An American Werewolf in London – it might have been, I think, I'm pretty sure it was my very first foray into the world of Lycanthrope. And eventually I would go and see Wolf um, and then see a lot of other shit, you know, from that point on. But, oh, Monster Squad, actually, I guess was really my first real... No, I don't know. I mean, well, that's a wolf man. There's a big difference between a wolf man and a werewolf. I mean, it's not just standing on two legs versus being on all fours. It's like totally what one is like. It's still a sentient human, whereas a werewolf but like is just like an regardless. actual monster. Like Lycanthrope yeah. is what I'm referring to, right? So just turning it into a wolf is what I mean. But like, I think it was either the Monster Squad or this. But I'm pretty sure it was this actually, because my friend down the street had this movie, and that's where I saw it first. And I think I may have seen this before Monster Squad. I was really young when I saw this film, uh, American Werewolf in London. Far younger than far younger than you should be, and uh, and I didn't understand it then. But now having seen it so much since then, I love the way it it tackles the werewolf film tropes, it, like the dream sequences, the long drawn out like turning into the creature, the the battle. It's almost like a like it's almost like an analogy for cancer or something like that, you know? Or it's like it's like these, well, it's, yeah, like these it's, the, it's the curse. It's terminal unique, because by yeah. the time you turn into a wolf at the end, it's always leads to death or it leads to escape. Like you're either you're either in the great beyond in the wilderness heaven or you're actually shot and killed dead. And so that's what a lot of I love the, uh, the ending is the most brutal thing where it, it's just super bad, brutal it's the, they the, gun the, him yeah, down in the good. streets of London yeah it's it, I, I it's no there's no I mean I guess they just shoot him with a regular bullet but uh so the silver bullet thing's not in there um but yeah or maybe I, their bullets are just silver in London because they're so sweet um the, here's the thing I will say also about uh, an American werewolf in London uh that I, I think is, is really kind of fascinating is that when you when you literally look at this movie and you mentioned it already it's it's the best friend right it's the that's the other trope of a werewolf film no it's it's the 
It's the ghosts that follow you. The It's the dream sequences that follow you as well throughout usually uh, werewolf films. But in this film, the ghost that follows him, like the sin, you know, it's like a sin, it's a burden, is his friend that is, was killed at the same moment. The way that that actor, once again, forget his name. No, no one The way that actor's makeup just grows more decayed and more fucked up throughout the film. But the first time you see him, he the way he looks so perfectly like a fresh dead, ripped apart, mauled a victim. It is incredible makeup effects. That stuck with me also quite a bit uh, ever since I saw that as a little boy. And that was done again in uh, The Mummy, the new Tom Cruise one. Yeah. But but the thing about this was that was done with like maybe some makeup and a lot of CGI like layering, right? Nothing, nothing good about The Mummy. No, or, no, or and original. Like that moment, they, they couldn't even go and do what the reality of that was so great in American World of London. It was the fact that it was violent and it was challenging you to look at this guy who was being like super tongue and cheeky with his best friend. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and it's like, okay, he's not acting like he's got his throat ripped open and it was just mauled by a fucking wolf. Like he's just, he's just talking comfortably. And that was really off putting. I was uh, when I watched this on Netflix, uh, the, the not American Werewolf, uh, the Friday the Thirteenth remake. I was, I was really hoping that because I, when I saw Daniel, uh, I think Panama now you get to name, talk about the movie. She, she, she she's Killer Frost in the CW verse. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do nudity though. She's not the Never. final girl either, is she? She's not the one who survives. She does. She's the she's the she's the kind of um. Yeah, she she throws you off, right? She's like you're supposed to go. Oh yeah, she's the final girl, but she's not, right? Spoilers. It's actually Amanda Riggity, spaghetti, whatever. Spaghetti. All right, what's your number four? All right, this one loosely is a horror film. Okay. Some people can say that's more. This is more of a fancy movie. Some people can say this is more of a family movie. Some people can say this is more of a comedy. Okay. I say it's a horror movie because it fucking stars a whole bunch of fucking horror monsters from Universal Classic Monsters. This is fucking the Monster Squad, baby. Yeah, I didn't consider that a horror movie, but that's fine. It's it's not a, it's definitely a Halloween appropriate movie. That's the the key for this. I I watch it every Halloween. Yeah, we've watched it. It's almost the definitive Halloween movie for if you have kids. It is. It's the Avengers of the Universal Classic Monsters. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all the monsters get together to fight these kids, but these kids also get together like goonies to fight these monsters. It's the best, it's the best of both worlds. I really love this movie. A certain friend of ours finally showed his kids this movie, and he was taken back by the swear words. He called me a legend, I think, for letting my kids see it. And he essentially was asking me, what What do I do when What these... swear words? Bitch is in there? And then nobody oh, says they, contra they, fuck or they anything. They drop a couple maggots, let's just say. You mean faggot? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was the eighties. There's some inappropriate. Yeah, and guess guess who made the movie? Fucking Shane Black and his best friend, Mr. I think Fred Decker. Fred Decker is that right? Yeah. yeah. Fred Decker. So, right. is it Fred? I can't remember. I think it is. I think that's right. I'll double check right now. But anyways, this movie, it, it is challenging. It is a, a film from another time, right? It, it is not. It is not a, a movie that you could make. Today I think I exactly learned what a virgin same was way. through that movie, by the way. I didn't, I didn't know what a virgin was before Monster Squad, but Monster Squad taught me about virginity. Oh my god, that's a, but then what, what did it teach you though? Once you found out that one girl wasn't a was a virgin or whatever, or wasn't a virgin, whatever. Yeah, and, and they're just like, what? I, it doesn't count. She's or something. a slut. <laughs> she, dude, 
just shows she had it in the butt, right? Isn't that what that's supposed to mean at the end of the movie? Uh, it is Fred I don't Decker, know yeah. why she thought it didn't count. Because it was anal sex, because that's the whole Mormon joke, right? It doesn't count if it's It definitely butt. does count. Mormons are but, disgusting like, people. Dude, it counts more, if anything. Soaking. <laughs> fucking get out of here with that shit. I like I love I love the Monster Squad. It is an adult it is an adult kids movie. I mean that's what the mummy was trying to I mean the the, the Tom Cruise mummy dark universe was trying to lead up to was Monster Squad. A Monster Squad movie for adults, yeah, I guess. With adults. With with Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise and and Benicio del Toro or Javier Bardem, Johnny Depp or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Teaming up to fight a Dracula, that wouldn't have been the Luke Evans Dracula because that wasn't part of the Dark Universe. No, even though that it was would their not first have attempt. been uh, Benicio del Toro's Wolfman because he also was no longer part of that universe. No, Javier, I always no, yeah, it was Javier Bardem was going to be Frankenstein's monster. But no, but you do know that like the Wolfman, the one that Joe Johnson directed, that Javier, uh, that uh, 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 Benicio del Toro was in, was supposed to be the original beginning to the Universal Classic Monsters shared universe yeah. and then it failed so they, they were like oh that didn't work so they restarted it again with Dracula Untold four years later so the Wolfman was 2010 Dracula Untold was 2014 and then and then that was the Luke Evans one they're like this is gonna start a franchise where literally Charles right. Dance at the end goes I think you miss, your Mr. Sunday talks about this all the time. He yeah, like, yes. So it begins, or the game is afoot. What does he say? So, so it was, yeah. I, I, I've never seen the movie, so I don't know. <laughs> so then 2014, that failed. So, well, they didn't wait four years again. They waited three years, and they pumped out The Mummy. Yeah. A remake of The Mummy, which is a remake of The Mummy. When we, uh, after next year, when, we, when they do 90s, I guess the following year, we can go to like do like the, night, the, the top five 1930s horror movies and we can have the original Wolfman and the Mummy or whatever those movies were fucking made dude there's there's horror movies I have from the 20s for sure we, there's easily movies we could do from the 20s right now yeah. like th we could we could do them we can get there no question no question and we can do 30s and 40s of course um Okay, uh, so yeah, my number four. Yeah, Monster Squad. I mean, I've talked about Monster Squad to death on this podcast. You have. Um, I think you have too as well. It is a five out of five boy, six out of five boy, ten out of five boy movie for me. Um, I love it. I, I grew up with this film. I mentioned it earlier about essentially my introduction to Wolfman was either this or it was American Werewolf in London. Well, this this movie, has, Wolfman has an arts. So I don't know. You how said you Wolfman. That. You love that line. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's a funny line, but it's not like groundbreaking of course he Are does wolves have testicles men have testicles How if a man you? transforms into a wolf why would it be shocking that he has testicles okay first of all first of all just so we're we're clear here monster squad right this movie came out in like what 19 what 80 something what the fuck was it i don't know but if you check and find out it was actually the 90s you're in trouble no it's not it's not it's not i know this is 80s i'm pretty sure I mean, is it 87 yeah dude in 87, I was at least three years old, and I would have been blown away by Wolfman Hasnards on screen. That was like a big deal back then as a three-year-old. That was what the talk, talk around the uh, the playground was like, oh my god, did you hear Wolfman's got Nards? People also kind of searched for have? Van Helsing 2004, and I feel bad for them. I, I knew somebody in that movie. Van Helsing? Yeah, in the yeah, Van no, Helsing movie. talking about that a lot. Uh... <laughs> Um, so anyways, Monster Squad. I, I love that they brought the creature, or Gilman, um, into the into that series. I like Frankenstein, played by, oh, oh fuck, what's his face? It's Tooth Fairy from um, uh, from Manhunter. Oh, God, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, it's not a universe. It's Gilman because they don't, it's not a universal movie. 
So that's why they they, they don't have the rights to creature for the Tom Black Noonan. Because that's, legi- that's a legitimate like, original character, whereas everything else is public what? domain. I think the entire yeah monster universe is public domain, right? Or the Universal Classic one, at least. Yeah, I guess. And they have the they I think they call him Fat Boy or something like that in this movie. They don't call him Chunk or or no, they call him Fat Kid. He's Fat Kid in this movie. He's, there's Fat Boy in uh, It Chapter One. It's Fat Kid in the Monster yeah, Squad, and it's Chunk in Goonies. There's uh, always a Monster Fat Squad kid. is also a great Goonies like double feature right there. You pair those films up together perfectly. Like a fine wine and a steak. Very, totally, they're they're pretty much the same tone. Yeah, yeah. You could you could literally put that on as a double feature for your kids, and it would blow them away. I think Monster Squad is in in no way problematic. I think it does sh- highlight the way kids talked in the '80s, and it wasn't very woke. Not only is it not not problematic, today. we should go back to talking like that. If we, I don't know if we should go back to. Talking we absolutely like that. should be going back to 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 a world. I mean, look, I got called. If anyone says ever says you can't say faggot, I say I've been called a faggot probably a million times throughout my childhood, my life. That is my word. Too. You have no right mean to that use it. We should then let it continue just because we've been called it. No, because it makes you, whatever doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. We have to go back to the sticks and stones. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't mean you know whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It doesn't mean if you survive a knife wound, you should be wounding yourself with knives all the time. You should be staying away from knives, maybe. A well, it's more of the sticks and stones mentality of like you have. We have to make kids yeah. need to be tougher. We we are raising the oh, weakest sure. generation in the history of of humanity. Preaching right to the now. choir. That's why my kids watch things like. What are my kids? My kids. My kids are six and eight, and just saw it chapter one over the weekend. That was very bold, and I'm proud of you for that. Dude, by the way, mom and dad fell asleep during Act Two. Kids stayed awake the whole time. They loved it. It's one of their favorite films. They want to watch it every Halloween from now on. Chapter. And by the yeah. way, this is one of my things that my daughter said. She goes, Beverly's dad is like really weird and creepy. And I'm like, I'm glad you ca- you caught on to that. Yeah. I'm not going to explain it yet, but I'm glad you caught on to that. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> It would be a red flag yeah. if she's like, Beverly's dad seems really appropriate. And I, I, he seems like a nice guy. Seems pretty cool. <laughs> he seems like a gentle, nice man. <laughs> yeah, yeah really, it's a lot less horrible. subtle than like uh, Jenny's dad, who you never actually see. I think you just hear him yell off screen. Oh, I cannot Jenny! wait for the kids, Forrest Gump. Get in here. Jenny, where you at? Where you at? He's like just going through the cornfield saying that. Oh, that's intense. Pray with me, Forrest. Pray with me. Dear God, make me up a yeah, it's the, so I can fly it's the, That first dit's really good, and then the second one's so bad. So the second Forrest Gump movie? No, the second. Well, the second Forrest Gump movie is really not good at all. No, what were you saying? The second what was bad? It. Oh yeah, the second. It. Yeah, and now the kids want to see the second. And I'm like, trust me, you don't want to see it. It doesn't help. It's three hours long. I'm like, they they finished it. They figured out how to destroy him. It's another movie about how to destroy yeah, him all over again. That's from Hustler and Vintage oh, yeah, baby. Magazine. By the way, you're watching. This is the origin in this film of how Jason gets the hockey mask. The hockey mask is just randomly in this dude's attic. And after Jason slaughters this dude, he sees it and he puts it on and he goes looks at himself in the mirror and he's like, I look good. It's coming up right here. His death is right now. All right, well, one. I'll do my number four while, while this death scene happens. Let's do it. My number four is a, is a personally important movie. If it weren't for the fact that there were, uh, were a similar personal important movie, to, uh, this might be higher. It is a trilogy ender. There was three movies in this trilogy, and then there were never any mores. 
Nobody what? remade it. Nobody, nobody, nobody ripped it off for a comic book that he made millions over and sold it to AMC and got it became a watered down SJW <laughs> oh, TV show. Oh, 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 oh! I think I'm about to say something. Go ahead. My number, my number four is Day of the Dead. Oh, I have it higher. Good for you. I'm glad we. I'm, I'm glad it would be higher for me if not for another re- movie we'll, we'll discuss. I have it higher. Well. That's fine. But Day of the I Dead for me is higher. still weak. Oh, yeah, you just kept on talking, so I can kiss you I on top. Uh, but, it, yeah, uh, Dawn is the is the pinnacle for me. Uh, D- yeah, Day, Dawn Day is... is the better of all the films. Let's just be clear. Dawn, by the way, my kids with this this Halloween, both of them saw Night of the Living Dead. Damn. I, I made sure they saw that this year. Here's the death coming up. Here's Jason coming up behind him. Um, oh, don't Dawn own a mannequin. Is... Anybody who owns a mannequin's a red flag. Oh, this guy is this guy's all levels of creepy. Dawn is what is if you look at it on paper, if you if you're comparing the films of quality and and perspective and what they have to say and how clearly they make that message like to the audience, Dawn of the Dead is the best of all of them. Yeah, without question. Night of the Living Dead is a little too heavy-handed with its message, but it's great. Day of the Dead doesn't have enough of its message really in there. That is, it is the least. It is the least of a message. Land of the Dead is the most overt in this message. Yeah, Land of the Dead is very overt. I said trilogy but, because there's but you not said trilogy. Any other I, I, so, I, so we're only talking about these three. But Day of the Dead for me is by far my favorite. Oh, there's the mask. There okay. it is, baby. Well, we're there gonna talk it about is. it again unless it's uh, your number. It's my number three. So we uh, guess what we're talking about? Oh, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead, baby. Yeah, well, you don't do Let's that. go right you, into my you, number you, three. You, you have broken the rules. If it's the next movie you would discuss, you don't say higher. You say, I have it as my number three. And then we talk about it. Oh, I forgot. Rather than saying higher so and making me think that I have to so summarize long. it. I forgot what top fives are like. I'm so happy you taught me. You mansplained it to me. You felt explained it. Hey, Felt, why don't you tell me about Day of the Dead now that we're at my number three? Well, I don't know where to begin. How, how dare you? How about I begin? With the main captain or corporal or sergeant, whatever the fuck, he's too over the top. ripped in half, and then his oh, yeah. like upper jaw just ripped off as he screams like, "Choke on me" or some shit. I still don't know what he's screaming. He sounds like he's saying "Stokata," and I don't know what that means. Want me to play it? Want me to find Stokata! it? Stokata. Right I don't. I don't. There's no. I, I've looked it up. Like, is there a character name he's yelling? I don't think it is. I don't know what he's screaming. He's so intense. But his performance is what brings this this down. This. It, it, Day of the Dead is on here because uh, on my list because of the importance of Dawn of the Dead as like the most important horror movie ever made outside of maybe Alien. I think I had Dawn as number two and Alien as, as one last year. But uh, Day is still important because it does complete like that. It, it completes a trilogy of concept and like you know, night is the first night. Dawn is actually it's supposed to be like ten years later, but it's like it, that's when it finally takes over the. the the world and people are really fucked and running and then day is is the world is dead basically day has also the, the one of the issues with day is it's the first time they they went into right, campy right. zombies yes because dawn well, has zombies bad looking makeup but yeah. dawn isn't campy zombies and night of the living dead is all black and white and they even have naked zombies in that one i was but, shocked by that yeah but day of the dead with the football player and shit like that was just like too far but it, I don't mind it. It's fine. Oh, shit. You have to get this. Oh, Will Ford's tits, by the way. Yeah, great tits again. But again, not even the best tits in this movie or in horror films ever. Um, Day of the Dead, it, it's kills. It's it's a great slow burn. It is 
it is a wonderful example of slow burn. It is, I mean, most zombies are slow burn, but they usually are able to enter entertain the audience with some action. Like, oh no, the zombies are about to break in the house. Let's stop them. Oh no, they're about to break in the mall. Let's stop them. You know, oh, but like D Dawn of the Dead does this great twist though. It's like, it's not the zombies that break in, which Night of the Living Dead established. Dawn spins the trope and subverts your expectations with, no, it's bikers. And then it's like, oh no, guess what the bikers did? They fucked up and allowed zombies in to destroy everything. And 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 then you get to Day of the Dead, and there's no such example of that. So it's like, wait, how is Well, it's internal happen? conflict. is the scientists versus exactly. the, the military. And it's it's the military guy being so over the top that makes it, like, yeah. by far the weakest of, 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 the, of the three. It's still better than Land of the Dead, and then everything he did oh, after that far. is just... I, I, couldn't, I honestly couldn't even... I, I turned off Diary of the Dead, the found footage one. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. Like... Romero wasn't a great director of, of the camera or of actors. He was a conceptualist. He was a creator. He was like George Lucas. George Lucas isn't a good director. He's pretty bad, honestly. But he, he came up with such a concept. And, and, and I mean, granted, George Lucas kind of ripped it off from Rashomon, whatever those movies are, the, the Hidden Fortress. But the idea of what, what Romero created with the zombies was like original, completely his. And, and, and Don was the one that was you know the the important one is the reason why we have no uh what what sorry i saw underwater titties for a second oh it's, 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 it's titties missing them i know she she's a great tit shot in her death scene where she when gets her, pulled yeah, out her death yeah. scene yeah which is in trent's the trent cut yeah it's in trent cut um at the end yeah the, the, the starstream gets away <laughs> kind of like that um <laughs> but yeah without day of the dead i don't know if robert kirkman would rip it off i don't know if we get the 28 days later i don't know if we get the the zack snyder james gunn dawn of the dead because they really like made it clear like like all the remakes 28 days later the Walking Dead ripoffs. Twenty Days Later, Walking Walking Dead, especially uh, Zack Snyder's, they all make the zombies look like they do in Day of the Dead. The zombies in The Walking Dead all look like the Day of the Dead zombies in terms of makeup. Yeah, but and they have the red blood. Today. They don't have the the neon colored blood from Dawn. The right. aesthetic, and, and from they don't Dawn. have weirdly blue faces and stuff. And yeah, like so that. even though the the concept of Dawn is the perfection. The aesthetic of day is what lasted in terms of when people think of zombies. Yeah, Bud is so good. I, I also like Bud. I, I think Bud is a fantastic perspective that like he's advancing the concept of these of these zombies. And then he goes on to Land of the Dead to even go further with the character of Bud. It's not really the character it's, of Bud, yeah, but it's, it's the concept of Bud. But it's, the same it's a different concept. character. That the zombies have been zombies long enough that they begin to have some degree of sentience. Yeah. Here's the death scene. Here's Was there something the Walking death Dead in, in 15 oh, death seasons? Scene. Wait, death oh, scene. But titties in death scene. Right here. We gotta watch the titties. She does a good job uh, here. She rolls her eyes straight up. Uh, she, yeah, she, she does. She's a good actress. And so, wait, wait, what do you think? The blade is CGI? And she's just being lifted up underwater? Yeah. And then she, and they just drop her. I, like, I love that sink. tit jiggle. That's great. I know. it Because it's, it's so good. Because it's, so it's real. Good. She's a... Remember, she's a pop star that posed in Playboy and then did this scene, but she's just a she's a pop star. I yeah, think she threw away platform, the pop star. I, I would do that. I put a platform scene. underwater, I'd pad the top of the uh uh Her head. pier. No, the, the pier. that you probably have to put like a little neck brace or something that you maybe CGI'd off, and then I'd try to get the tit jiggle real. You, you can't, you can't break real. her fucking head, obviously. You can't break her neck, so you have to do this for safety reasons. We're not talking about this movie at all, but here's the thing. So uh, Daniel Panabaker is like Trent's girlfriend, 
and she goes off with this guy and Trent just immediately feels like she's cheating on him so what he does is he just decides to start banging the next hottest girl who by the way the entire time has had her eyes set on banging some guy at this party at yeah this well party. the Asian guy wants to make a move but he's too nervous and oh the I black have Day of the Dead pulled up too, here uh, by the way what? I have Day of the Dead pulled up here hang on let's listen to what he's trying to say Bud saying goodbye, signing him. Bud salutes. Little... Oh. It's literally ripped apart. Bud's walking away. Here we go. Oh no, Daniel Pannebecker fell through the floor. Yeah, yeah, it, it's choke on me. Is it? Yeah, it's choke on me, but he's saying it while being ripped apart, so it doesn't sound clean. Choke on me makes sense, okay. Yeah, it's choke on me, that's what I thought he said, yeah. Choke on me! Choke on me! Zombies can't choke, they're already dead. No, no, but he just hopes that they, like, you know... Huh. That they choke on him, I guess. I, 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 All right. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that as what he's saying until I've proven uh, otherwise. It makes more sense than Stokata, which is gibberish. I've never so understood it. Let's let's rank real quickly your, the trilogy of the dead, by the way. Um, I put Day of the Dead as my number one, Dawn of the Dead as my number two, and Night of the Living Dead as my number three. How about you? Three to one, uh, day, I just did night. one to three. Well, one to three would be Dawn, Night, Day. Day is your least favorite of all three. Yeah, easily. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's it's the, the acting is so bad. It's all, so over the top and terrible. I can't take it I like seriously. It. I like it. It's fun. And it also, I find that Day of the Dead has uh, the best soundtrack of all of them, in my opinion. The soundtrack's great. The soundtrack is really... Day has an awesome score, yeah. It does. It really, it's incredible. I think the Gorillas even sampled it in, uh, in one song. Oh, uh, yeah. Clint Eastwood, right? No, not Clint but somewhere else I think no. they did. I can't remember what it was. But I, I think it was like their Plastic Sand Beach, whatever, the Snoop Dogg album. Mm. I think there's a song on there that they directly removed the or pulled the score from Day of the Dead. All right. Well, so that was my number three and your number four. What is your number three? Oh. Conceptual. Art. Mind-bending. But... I think the number okay so uh, the, the little, there was a little bit of this in my number five which was uh, American Werewolf the the most effective way to really disturb a young felk is to give him a, a, a boner and then show him something horrifying and disgusting and and I never when Jack Nicholson is kissing a beautiful woman mm. naked who came out mm. of a uh, bathtub Mm-hmm. And then she turns into a disgusting, gross, hag, decorpse yeah. woman. Yeah. I'm scared now. I'm terrified and disgusted. Phil, can I say something real quick? But I still have an erection. What? Um, I also have The Shining at number two. I am at number three. I know, so I'm going to say... Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, never mind. But, higher. But, no, you are... No, yeah, it's, it's say higher, but it's my number two. Now we're, we're talking about The Shining. So, yeah, so I'm not talking about The Shining, yeah. So, um, uh, The Shining is, uh, I think, 
one of my introductions to horror. Uh, it might be, uh, again, my friend down the street. This is where I saw most of my early horror films because my mom wouldn't let me watch the shit. This friend um, down the street sounds like a bad egg. <laughs> uh, this, no, he's a great guy. Um, so, Was it uh, Steve? This, Dorn? Andy? None of them. Okay. Uh, this, this, this movie... Uh, Wait, not only blew me away with an incredibly beautiful woman getting out of a bathtub turning into a moldy ugly woman it's great uh, I love that Steven Spielberg reuses that even in uh, uh, Ready Player One runs it um, she turns by the way my kids CGI know monster. The Shining through um, Ready Player One they know The Shining through Simpsons and through Ready Player One and they're seeing it this year and they're really excited to see it this year I'll use my shinning <laughs> Yeah, the shining. Uh, yeah, they're very excited to see the shining finally. Um, Mom actually gave it to go ahead, and my daughter came running to me. And she goes, "Mom said we can watch the shining this year." And I went, "Really? Really?" She's like, "Yeah," and, and she's like, "Sure, why not?" And I'm like, "Okay, I guess we're watching." Have the shining you seen this the year. shining? <laughs> uh, yeah. She, oh yeah, we, we watched the shining uh, yeah, for Doctor Sleep last year when I had COVID. Maybe who knows? Dad, what's that episode? bear doing to the man in the tuxedo? So that was what I was going to say. So the naked woman was great, but what really lasted uh, on me, the biggest impression was uh, I always thought was uh, a bear uh, or, a, or I guess uh, a wolf. Yeah, I, I think, it's a, I guess I think it actually is a wolf. I, I Somehow I remember bear. Yeah, I don't remember. Nah, fuck. I'm so now I don't even know what I remembered as a kid because it's so fucked up with all this bear talk and wolf talk because throughout the last years. I can't remember what it was, but I remember the guy in the suit, in the animal suit, and it freaked me the fuck out as a kid. It was such a freaky image. It was so, if you turned your head to eat some popcorn, you'd miss it kind of quickness. But it was so fast, and I was like so shocked by it. I also love fucking Catman Struthers, and the way he is like set up as the hero, and he shows up, and he's just killed That's so great. fast you, you feel so helpless because the whole thing is like he's coming you're like oh dude he's gonna save this family thank god he's gonna save this family I think they it's really a bear it has barriers I think it's a bear we talked about this or maybe I talked about this with Dorn I thought I maybe talked about this with you this is Dorn. I think it's a bear because um, uh, apparently uh, the, uh, the the kid has a bear in the, in the beginning of the film and the bear is supposed to represent a potential um, I think sexual assault that may have taken place by the father, Jack yes. Nicholson's character on the son. Yeah, well, that's a common uh, interpretation. Danny. Danny. Rah, now, here's rah, the interesting thing. The people rah, who have the right, Warner Brothers, who has the rights to The Shining, releases the mask as this. Roger the Dogman mask. You can buy <gasps> it from their site. What? The Dogman. I guess that's an answer to that. It's Dogman. Yeah, that's throws me away I think I'm gonna buy that mask That's yeah, a good I mean mask. this is licensed by Warner Brothers so uh wow yeah Trick or Treat Studios oh my god that's where I was gonna get my Mike Myers mask yeah yeah that's a legit thing oh yeah, yeah that's a good mask well that's interesting because I mean I never thought it was a uh dog thought yeah it was I didn't a think it was a dog either I guess oh no maybe I always did I don't remember what the fuck I thought it was literally if you went back to Dr. Sleep uh, because I think I may have talked about it there or I may have talked about it in 31 Nights of Horror but whatever happened since then my brain is mashed and I can't remember what I actually really thought it was but whatever it be it freaked me the fuck out um, so, so yeah Shining that's my number two I fucking love this movie uh, the, the maze is wonderful we just did a corn maze uh, this, this October with the kids and we crushed it we were so fucking good we're the crushers and people people were like following us at one point because I had how high was it could you see over it Oh no, dude! This is this was tough. I had a map though. I paid the extra dollar for the map. That's 
And that's bullshit. And be- you did the Game Genie version of it, though. That's right, baby. I Game Sharked it. Yeah, absolutely. But people were like, follow him. He's got the map. And we lost people in like some figure eight. All right, what's, what's this bitch's name again? This is the Juliana Julie. This is the this is Bree. This is the girl. My name is. I'm Ballard Bree. Bree Ballard's tits. That's me. That's her. Juliana. That's me. Juliana. That's her. That's what's, her, her, what's the actress's name? Juliana Julie or something. I don't I'll know. Look her up Juliana later. Jewel. It's Juliana Jewel or G U I L L. Guil. She's gorgeous, dude. Yeah, I know. She, she, you see a, like a four frames of her pussy, I think. Uh, maybe more in the extended edition. Who knows? Oh yeah, we'll I haven't know. watched it. We'll never know. We'll never know. Um, she she is truly beautiful. She might be literally one of the most beautiful women in all of horror. And like that that saying a lot. That's saying like, a lot. The, yeah. Lily Alexandra Daddario is uh, uh you know was in a lot of like horror films and Jessica Biel's in horror films and Dior Bears in a lot of horror films and several other gorgeous women were in horror films so. It's hard to say that, but this woman is pretty amazing right here. Sometimes, this well, this will be down my list, but uh, sometimes it's not how hot you are, but how slutty you are when it comes Please, to horror. To yeah, oh my god, I love that Trent's upset this whole time. Would you, okay, wait, let's take a second, because we just got to my number two. Yeah. Let's talk about Transformers the 13th. Felk, I want you to describe to the audience what the fuck Transformers the 13th is, and are there two cuts, and what's the difference potentially between the two? Yeah, cuts? I don't know about the two cuts thing. I've only watched one of the cuts. There are two cuts. I saw one was fifty-five minutes, and one was thirty-three minutes. So I watched the thirty-three minute one. I watched That's the funnier pre- one. That's the funnier one of the two. I watched the, these to prepare, but what, what I, it is, as I understand it, you love delivering pizzas so much that even so in much. your free time, you just take mainstream movies and do your fan edits of them. And would you say they're shitty fan edits or like really good quality ones? I mean, they're of the quality that, like, of ones that have gotten attention. Like, I don't know, is Topher Grace, like, he has cuts, he does his fans. Yours are better than his, but I don't know, like, how he manages to get his shit distributable, whereas you don't put these anywhere. You just send them no, to no, your these, friends. No, I don't put these for anybody. These are for no one but me and you and Dorn and Steve and my brothers, maybe, and that's it. Yeah, you just... Give them to the people you know directly. You don't post them on the internet. I mean, you've tried, but sometimes it gets taken down. Even Spank Bang won't let us. I've tried them. to post the Black Zero event, and that got taken down, which was a really good edit I did of Man of Steel and BVS. Yeah, the the, the, the Man of Steel thing. Uh, the Metropolis. And that's short, obviously. Uh, the, these were... Well, the one I watched was every scene from Transformers with Trent... The, Trent DeMarco, what's his name? Trent Steele or some shit. No, it's not Trent Steele. It's Trent. It's definitely Trent. It's um, I think he has more of a name in Transformers. A, a Trent Sutton Demarco. Yeah. No, Demarco. Right. No, what the fuck. I know Trent's name and you didn't. I love that. Uh, Trent's scene. He's more or less the same character. Um, the same character name. He's he's named well, Trent. Is, he's by played the way, by the same actor. This both. is him in college. Friday the Thirteenth. He's in college. In Transformers, he was in high school. So in high school, he has a Hummer, and in this, he has an Escalade. Yes, that that's a problem. Downgraded him. That's a problem for me because he's all into his car. They could have kept the, the Hummer. Michael Bay can't get a Hummer for maybe Biden maybe Dunes. the Escalade was a rental vehicle he picked up because he lived in L.A. and this is in New Jersey. No. Maybe the rental vehicle he picked up at Hertz. Well, no, he didn't live in L.A. because yes, the first did. Transformers doesn't take place in L.A. It takes place it near takes capital place in, city in, in Ca- Mission, Mission City, Mission City, which is thirty miles away from Hoover Dam. At least the finale does. We don't know where. So, 
uh, that's, where that's, the wikis Oh, here we live. go. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Here we go. This is this is this is it. This is Brie getting topless and. Let's say Brie. Let's let's call her Julia. Julia. What does he say about her nipples, Felk? What does he say? He about says nipples? you have perfect nipple placement, which is something you're really into. What did I say that recently about? That's Daniel crazy. Craig. Oh my god! Isn't that weird? How it's like I'm almost thinking episodes ahead and setting up things ahead. It's I don't weird. think you were when you were talking about Daniel Craig's nipples. <laughs> Namely, because we had You'll no idea know. we were going to be discussing this. You thought we were going to watch, we review Halloween Kills this week, which I'm not fucking watching because uh, uh, Janet. Wait, what's her name? What's the Reno? Name? Janet Reno. No, no, the actress from Halloween. What's her name? Oh, um, Amanda Rigetti. No, the actress from Halloween. No, from Halloween. Danny McBride. What? Danny McBride. Are you fucking with me? What's her name? <laughs> Who are you talking about? The, the chick from Greer? True Lies. What's what's the fuck's her name? Judy Greer. What? Judy Greer? All right. Well, you're just going to mess with my brain now. Jamie Lee Curtis? Cur Jamie Lee Curtis That's said it. that Halloween Kills was all about the January 6th riots in yes. an interview. Oh, I'm, and, I've been waiting for it. And I said, that no, thank you. Do I fucking want to see this? And I don't you know even this like movie Halloween. was made like three years ago. This is not about the January 6th riots at all. This movie was supposed to come out in October 2020 before the riots even took place. There's no I, way how, yeah, she said riots. this in an interview, though. She's lying clearly through her teeth just to get liberals excited to go see this movie. She'll lie. Jamie Lee Curtis said True Lies was about Clinton banging Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office. Maybe it was. I mean, I don't know, who knows? Uh, I don't... Jamie Lee Curtis sold me literally on seeing trading places because Ronald Reagan was was you know a great president. <laughs> and then she sold yogurt to help you poop. That's what she is. That's her career. Your poop yogurt. That's She's what a you sellout. are. Oh, oh wait. Oh Shut yeah. Oh, go. Good oh, ass. ass. Look at that ass. Dimples right above the buttocks. Love those. Mm. Titties are amazing. Perfect nipple placement. Great throat, great chin, beautiful nose, great hair, great abs. Throw? It's not soft, soft abs, but not like super hard, but like no, also I like, I like a, little, I like a little doughy. A little doughy I love ass. that she's, I love, by the way, oh my God, I made sure this whole sex scene it made it into the Trent cut and all yeah, that of course. stuff. Of course. But I want to talk about the Trent cut for a second before we move on to your number two. A little bit more about the trend cut. The tr what is the trend cut? You didn't really describe what it was. You just talked about me as a fan editor and a pizza delivery driver. Yeah, it's it's uh, all of Trent's scenes from uh, Transformers, and then all of his scenes from Friday the Thirteenth. And it's, it's the it's same a, character it, in both. It's not the whole Friday the Thirteenth film. It's like a cut down of it, right? It's just his scenes, and then it ends when he dies on the truck, and then yep. it cuts the credits, and 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 what I've done <laughs> plays. <laughs> Uh, and then you have you you. I think you did this, inserting all the other characters. Deaths. Yes, I definitely did that. You think that was like someone else did it? No, I, I didn't remember if that was actually it? already in the credits. Like they cut. You think that's the actual death. credits of the Friday the Thirteenth is everyone's death? <laughs> that would be a clever Maybe. way to do the credits. Because like I, I like, I like when they show hear... characters along with the names, like when they do it with Predator and everyone just gives no, the thumbs up. I I added that. I definitely added. That. I like actually. Um, I didn't know. If the, I mean, I knew Starscream showing up from the Easter egg from Transformers. That's real. That's great. I um I was gonna say I uh the, the guy that uh uh what's his name? I'm trying to find 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 the actor. I can't remember the actor who did it. But um The actor who plays Trent? No, not Trent. But yeah, well yeah, well yeah, Trent I guess. Uh, he, when he's like in, in his house and everyone's being killed outside of his house, like I love that part of the edit. 
Like, I think it's so great to listen to, like, the like the, the axe being thrown through the air and then killing the guy, and then everyone's like, he's dying out there, call the cops! But you don't, like, see the death or anything like that. It turns into a... I always say this. I say the trend cut, the shorter cut, is more of a psychological thriller, while I feel like the longer cut, the 50-minute normal Transformers the 13th cut, is more of a slasher killer horror film. But I wanted to ask you about the Easter eggs. Did you notice the three Transformers Easter eggs in the actual movie? I mean, I noticed while you're watching that it, it opened with the Transformers sound effects over the Friday the 13th. No, that's not it. Or what are they? There's references to, to help tell you like place and time of where you are. So when you go into the liquor store, I added on the radio the John Voight's character's speeches playing on the radio. So as uh. if it's in the radio in the background. I when you see that. the lake shot, when it's going from dusk to night, you can actually see the entrance of the Autobots coming into LA. You can see them entering Earth's orbit in the distance in the sky. It's a little CGI shot I put in there, a little effect shot. And and then the third thing was when Trent's having sex, if you listen into the background, there's a news report about the uh, meteorites that just crashed and you hear the guy being like, I thought they were UFOs. All those things I lifted out of Transformers. <clears throat> no, I remember that. Yeah, that was that was the 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 the, the Michael Bay ethnic person. Yeah, this is like Armageddon times a thousand or whatever. Yeah, times a million. Oh, I love when Jason. Oh, By the way, yeah. in the trend cut, this is the first time you ever see Jason. Is this moment when he comes finally to the window to watch him have sex? You never actually see Jason in that entire film. He didn't until interact with Trent until this point in the movie. That's right. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's great. Ooh, very hot, super shaved. Looks so good. Titties look amazing. He looks great too. They both look wonderful. They're both just perfect specimens of men. Of mankind is what I meant. Not men. She's not a man. Um. Okay. So, Phil, what is your number two? Well, we talked about it earlier. My number two is, of course, Poltergeist. Oh. <gasps> Well, I did a lot of talking about Poltergeist before you even said higher, so why don't you tell me a little bit about your Poltergeist experience, because it definitely is not mine. I have had... Oh, I don't know if I should tell this story. Oh, yes, you should. You're the second person. So, Poltergeist... I, I first... I, I miss Poltergeist in my youth. I Are you going to see... talk about how I give you a handjob during Poltergeist again? Well, maybe we'll talk about that again. Uh, I, I didn't see Poltergeist until I was 14 years old when my dad bought a magical device called a DVD player. That stands for Digital Video Disc Player. Uh, before, So for all, this, all the Zoomers out there listening, back in the past, we had to stick round discs into our things below our TV called players in order to make things appear on our TV. We I still just, have some. We couldn't just go to uh, to, to Amazon.com on our, on our <coughs> web TVs. But believe it or not, DVDs weren't the first thing you stuck in a thing to make a thing appear on your TV. We had betas before that. We had VHSs. We had really big discs called Laserdiscs. But Poltergeist is the first movie I watched on DVD because my dad bought a bunch of whatever movies were available on DVD along with the DVD player. It was a big day. And I saw this poltergeist and, and you know, I, I think I was 14. I was like, Oh, he got seven. I was like, I'm going to watch this seven. My dad's like, I don't think you should watch seven yet. You probably can handle oh, wow. it, but 
I, 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 I don't know about that seven, but I saw Poltergeist and I'm like, I've heard of this movie. I'm aware of this movie, but I've never seen this movie. And I watched it. How old is this? So 14, I'm so 14. This is, this is like, yeah, nineties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is 96. Um, however old I am, you know, don't date yourself. Jesus. Christ. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And, and that, it blew me away. I was in a fuck. I mean, it was a 40 inch fucking Mitsubishi TV six best feet TV, away from it best tv on the market at that time yes no because it was yeah i mean my, my dad hated uh projection mitsubishi was the best tv brand in the 90s well they made production the tvs too but this was a 40 inch tube so CRT? i felt what oh yeah beautiful image cathode ray light. tube not critical race theory crt um yeah it, oh it, my god oh i can't believe you had to say that that's no yeah, the, every time CRT, i hear crt I mean about critical I'm race theory the i'm like no it stands for cathode ray tube it does. I keep hearing that when people say CRT, I think of, I think yes, cathode ray tube. I don't think, I know, because I, 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 it's it's the pizza delivery in me, right? Yeah. Anyways, it, it was like so it was a revelation because now there really was a movie theater in my home, and on top of that, I was seeing a movie that I had never seen before. The only thing I can say is is in terms of it being a horror movie is it is it is very Spielbergian and very much an adventure movie, but it it's less a horror movie than it's like a roller coaster or in a, a you know it a haunted a, a haunted uh mansion yeah haunted mansion kind of thing where you're like it, it's it's events it's memorable set pieces rather than like a, an ongoing but dread it's also a beautiful slow burn well like the shining's a slow burn but it's a sense of dread whereas yes but this Poltergeist, is where they're playing with the ghost yeah. in the beginning they're literally playing games with the yeah, ghost it's, they a, love it's, it. it's a it's more of an adventure and it's not until the ghost takes the poltergeist, the beast. Because when Lawrence gets hit right here, when Lawrence gets hit with the axe, is one of my favorites. And then in my trend cut, you just hear this all happening outside the house, and everyone's like, "What was that? What's happening?" You hear this. Trent, help me! In the distance. Sorry to take your thunder out of your poltergeist point, but yes, it is a roller coaster. It, it, it is. It is this amazing um, uh, sequence of of, of events. It has this great slow burn. It is exact opposite slow burn of, of most movies. It's more like Burbs in, the, in a lot of ways. It, it's slow burn because it's very comedic. Well, it's it very much the Spielberg, graphic. like it's the suburbs, it's the world you know, and then something crazy happens, but he yep. does it with ghosts. And yeah, I've, I've accepted at this point that it is a Spielberg movie. I always thought, you know, defended it because I love Toby Hooper's Chainsaw Massacre. It was on my top five of the 70s He's a great movies. director. But the problem is, is that, it, yeah, it's very clearly, I mean, at this point, we have to kind of accept that Spielberg had to, step in because toby hooper was a drug addict at the time um and and it has more spielberg's prints and, and and executives want a finished product more than they care about a, a particular vision of one director of course and, and, and i mean and the, spielberg the, was producer on the film the finished product finish is uh an immensely like just watchable movie but it's also it's just like it's it's such an efficient movie it it, it you, it's one big event after the after the other. Uh, the the ghost doesn't oh. become menacing until it takes the girl. Yep. Something happening in the trend cut or the, the no the no. Movie. I want to say Craig T. Nelson. Also, I knew of him through Coach way before I saw Poltergeist. But obviously, if you'd seen Poltergeist first, you would have known that first and then Coach. But for me, having seen Coach in that film also subverts my expectations of Coach because he smokes weed in that movie. You know what? Corey doesn't fucking listen to this podcast anymore, so I'm just gonna tell this story. Yes, okay. we had a fun. So in, in the late 2000s, I still have this movie on, on DVD. And yes, I had, you had never seen it, and I showed wait, it to wait, you. This is the first movie you ever saw on DVD? This is the first movie I ever saw, but I saw it on, on DVD saw in 1996. Just for just quick aside, quick aside. All right. Starship Troopers. 
That's a good one too. Yeah, that was yeah. that was an early DVD screen for it me was. as well. Um, but so I showed this movie to you in like 2009. In 2006, Corey and I were roommates, and uh, we had some some weed in the house, and he had not smoked since college, and he's like, we used to be worked nights. I worked at nights at Name Redacted. Corey worked nights at a different company. Mm -hmm. uh, so after work, on like a Tuesday night, it's like three in the morning. We've both gotten home. We don't go to bed till like five in the morning. No, it was probably like a Friday night because we were staying up late. Let's watch a movie. And he actually was like, you know what? For this movie, I'm going to enhance it. I'm going to smoke some of that weed thing, that marijuana. Wow. And Big deal. he hadn't smoked it in like three years plus, but he was willing to do it for Spielberg's directing because he hadn't seen Poltergeist since he was like maybe a kid or hadn't seen it. I think it was like his first time or he just did not remember it or certainly didn't know it was a Spielberg movie or what Spielberg was at the time. So he was Here's watching Julie it. Here's Juliana's death. Here's Juliana's death, by the way. Yeah. By the way, in the trend cut, it make it seem like Trent killed her, didn't I? Do you see her tits here? No, she just died, sadly. But you, did you love that? It make it seem like Trent shoots her and then he blames the Jason. He's like... Jason killed her. She's dead. Even though he like shot her, possibly on the side of that door. I didn't quite get that. Um, in this rent cut, it's more. It's probably more clear in the uh, other version. Oh, there it is. Can't <laughs> notice it though. Sorry. Go ahead. So Corey's smoking. We we we, we all right. My point is, is that it's like three in the morning by the time we get to the scene when when the uh, investigators are in the house uh, and, and the dude sees you know starts pulling his face off. It's like very late at night. Corey's never no, not experienced the weed, and he wouldn't ever again. It's Richard again. Berge. God damn it! Starship Troopers. It's the guy in Starship Troopers Two. He's the main character in Starship Troopers Two. He's the sheriff in this. I forgot. That's right. I've never Richard seen Berge Starship Troopers Two, honestly. Oh, dude, good movie. Great tits. All right. Uh, great, great bolt-ons. Oh, whatever. Bolt-ons. I'll tell the story next year. <laughs> no, no, this is a quick death. Just watch. This guy goes real fast. This cop shows up. You, tell me if you don't recognize this guy, Richard Berge. He, just, he seems familiar. Oh, dude, he's in everything. He's a great actor, though. He's a really great actor. He's like one of those perfect, like C-list, D-list actors who shows up in a lot of like, like really bad like sci-fi style films, and he's fantastic. And like, he just gets off right here. He was up, he was here earlier in the movie at the beginning when he came across uh, Clay Police. Miller, Jared. Police, look at this, and then. Uh-oh. The police is here to save us. Let's go to him. Uh-uh. Guess who's about to rappel down from the fucking roof? Jason! It's kind of a shiny reference, I guess. Oof. Dead. All right, well, let's just move on because you've ruined my story. No, I didn't want to ruin your story. Sorry, there was a moment. So, wait, wait. Dude, Corey's high. No, no, I'm not going to tell that story. It's not, it's not appropriate. I do want to know what happened, but that's a, we're watching a movie. I just wanted to point that out. When something happens in the movie, you have to say, hey, look at the thing. Look at the thing is happening in the movie. Richard Berge. This is Richard Berge. Richard Berge. You can say that name. All right. Well, whatever. No, I do want to know the end of it. No, the, the end of it is that when the guy starts pulling off his fucking face, Corey is not able to handle this. And he stands up and goes, I can't take this. This is I, I don't feel right. I have to get out of here. And he just walks out forgetting that it's three in the morning, not 9 p.m. Because we work at we work at night. And, and he's gone for like 30 minutes. And I, I'm just like, what do I fucking do? Where is he? And he finally comes back and he's like, I just walked, you know, walked around the block. And I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't have done that. It's like three in the morning. And he's like, oh shit. I didn't even think about how late it was. 
Wait, he couldn't handle Poltergeist that much high? Yeah, so he wa he left the apartment, the safety of an apartment, to walk around the block, Jesus forgetting Christ, that he, he probably died? put himself in actual danger by walking yeah. around late at night alone. Dude, Poltergeist is a lot, and the way the movie builds into the point where the room is like spinning and the closet is sucking everything into it, and there's a wormhole, and kids are missing, and everyone's screaming, and and, and literally the daughter comes running out, and it's one of my favorite gifs to send you. What's happening? Yeah, no, it's, it's very, it's very available on most gif keyboards. By the way, it is also a perfect gif to send for practically any news that happens today, where you just go, what's happening? It's very relevant these days. It's very relevant. It's it's just it's just it's just like that movie just literally builds to this like incredible like otherworldly style like of a uh, the movie it begins with and then the movie that ends is so vastly different. And Joe Rogan just I I, I showed my kids this, uh, Poltergeist uh, last year, and Joe Rogan apparently just showed his kids Poltergeist uh, over the uh, pandemic as well. And he's been talking about his podcast. And one of the things he talks about is interesting is that. How old I, are I Joe's kids? I even noticed this. How old are Joe's uh, kids? When, yeah, uh, his kids, yeah. Uh, How old when, are when, um, uh, when Rogan mentions this in his podcast, and I didn't even think about this watching it with my kids, but it's, um, he talks about how the uh, construction workers that are working on the house and around the house are, like, so friendly with the family. They're, like, reaching in and eating, like, whatever coffee cake or whatever the fuck it is that, you know, is being made in the kitchen. And, like, they're hitting on the daughter you know, like this, like she's like fifteen, yeah, yeah, like this girl is in, and like, possibly school. pregnant. It's implied. Oh, that'd be horrible. Oh my god, this is the end of Trent right here. I have to stop myself from talking because this is this is the death of Trent coming up. So this is extended, where the guy actually leans out of the car. This the is old the first man. time Trent's interrupted you. Usually it's me. And yeah, well, well, it's a big deal. And uh, and the old man it talks to Trent in the extended cut. And this, it's like all played like it could be Jason in the truck. Yeah, that, I remember this scene being like, not just from the Trent cut, but from the original movie being like, where are they going with this with this old man? I didn't get it. It's, it feels like something's missing. I guess they cut cut it out for, they yeah, the old man's yeah. like, fuck this. Not, not knowing he's taking Trent's body with him. This is when, what I done, I face myself. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Those lyrics, I, I can't listen to Linkin Park now without like, Recontextualizing the lyrics with the fact every that Chester Be Chester Bennington killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Every single thing he's just like literally talks about how he wishes he gave his life away. Yeah, it's it's horrible. You're like, oh my god. Every song is about death. Every single these tra every Transformers ends now with a song about I kill myself because I shot myself or drug myself in. No, except for four and five, they end with Imagine Dragons songs. Imagine Dragon turns out. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um... So yeah, uh, yeah, Poltergeist. It, it is, it is, it is one of those films of another era. It is amazing how it is this like film. Like I said, it starts off with just a family. It's a very suburban family film. They smoke weed too. Let's talk about that also eventually. We we talked about that many times on this podcast. We can talk about it again. It's 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 very realistic in that way. Yeah, clearly Spielberg smokes weed, but what also um at least, at least he did at that time. But what also is time, really great yeah. is like the beer. By the time you get to the point where the house is soaking into the mud and the tree is alive and like there's bodies coming out of the ground like it is such a vastly different film by the time you get to the ending it is so like one of those movies you know they allegedly use real bodies journey. for that too by the way what they allegedly use real bodies or real is skeletons really? for that scene it's like body works yeah 
Uyghurs, probably. Way, another thing we talked about before, Rogan aired it, and then Rogan did a whole conversation about Body Works, exactly talking about the same thing we were talking about, how it's like mostly Chinese people. Screen junkies might be ripping us off. I don't think Joe Rogan is, but... Screen junkies, it's getting a little suspicious. Thunderdog, um, come on. Who fucking else Thunder, comes up with that? Thunderdog, yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that. Skydong. Associating, the, like, all right, you're talking about dick in James Bond. Dong is a very specific word. Not most people don't use dong. To actually say Thunderdong makes me question if he hadn't heard Thunderdong on a, maybe scouring some less popular podcasts for some personality. I think for sure. I think. I think it's very likely that there are people that work at Screen Junkies that milk podcasts like ours. Less famous podcasts. They say, yes. like, let's look at James Bond for shit. Let's look at a shitty podcast. We have called it out on this podcast multiple times. We've had separate private conversations with Nolan back when we were with Nolan. We've had conversations with Nolan after he left the show, but they were referencing shit that he, he literally said. There's been shit that I've said that you've said. There's been things that we've all come up together on the podcast that there, we, we just write each other and we were just like, this feels fucking weird, right? Like this is like too close to the literally the thing we said like last year or about the same topic or something like that. And, and it's maybe it's circumstance. Maybe. I don't know. It's just very like Thunder Thunderdong was pushing it. How for many me, people though, have said honest. that? You know, like I, that, that that can't be a common thing to, to to a word to come up with. And maybe it was just our recent one, or because we, we dude. That's the thing about it. people who plagiarize, though, right? They 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 always plagiarize from people that they think couldn't possibly be paying attention to them. Yeah. And it's like, wait, if you if you work at Screen Junkies and you potentially or allegedly may have been listening to podcasts and taking their fucking shit, let's just say, um. You'd have to also realize that we've talked about you incessantly in the first, like, 30 episodes. We talked about Screen Junkies all the time. So I, I feel like they'd have to know that we're aware of Screen Junkies. Yeah, Especially well, since the James Bond episodes took place in episodes 19 and 20. Yeah, it was a while back. And you were really, like, you, you had a, some criticisms of Roth Cornette, especially. God, look, that's... I came to like Roth more um, once I started to see her paired up with others that were a little bit more um, intense, I would say. And I was like, oh, I guess Roth's not as bad as I thought. She is. Uh, as bad as I um, thought. We're practically getting to the end of this film. Amanda's been we're saved. Amanda Rigetti. So we're, we're, Clay we're Miller well. found Whitney Miller. I have Whitney to pee so fucking bad, but I realize we can't pause this up. This movie. No, so. you can't pause this episode. You're in, buddy. That's why I didn't go crazy drinking tonight. Um, I had kidney stuff. So, uh, everyone's escaping right now. We have both Daniel Panabaker, Jared Padecki, and Amanda Rigetti, and they're all running away from Jason Voorhees right now, played by Amanda Derek Rickey. Mears. You know Derek Mears is in uh, the Star Trek films. He plays himself, essentially, with a little bit of robot shit to his head. He's the bald guy. You know, the bald alien, the normal human that looks a little funky with a little, like, box on the back of their head in Star Trek? Yeah, I guess. He's pretty... Classically looked. Look up Derek Mears. You'd recognize him right away. Like Lobot, kind of. Not like that, but close. He's he's very low body in Star Trek for sure. Oh, there goes oh, Daniel yeah, Panabaker. Yeah, that, Derek Mears. That's Jason Voorhees in this movie. Looking up in Star Trek. Yeah, he was in the uh, he uh, the bridge. I think he worked in the bridge. So this ending now, where we have these two characters together, 
This is very similar to how um, uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 ends. It's essentially it's a guy and the girl, and they and they save the day by stopping Jason inside of a whatever the fuck warehousey farmhousey place like this, and they kill him, and she kills him with a uh, a machete after they like I think they like tie him down or something. It's very similar to how they do this, except for this. It's not only does he get hit with the machete, his brains get carved apart. With some fucking, I don't know, some tractor type shit that's like running in there. And that's the way it's kind of referencing too. But the other reference to two is that clearly Jason's dead in this film, by the end of this film. And he shows up to the very, very end, right? To do the. the, the yeah, his head gets crushed or something. But... Yeah, his head gets destroyed. It gets ripped out from behind. His brain gets ripped out essentially from a tractor. But he pops up from the water, right? At the very end, and they throw him into a crystal lake. And he kills them, and that's the whole thing. Well, that's kind of like a very uh, classic trope of, of Friday the 13th films. Jason always popping in at the last second. And in Friday the 13th 2, after they kill them, they go back to the cabin, and they're like, everything's good, and they're playing with their dog, the guy and the girl. And then out of nowhere, Jason without a mask on. It's the first time like you get this really clear slow-motion shot of what Jason looks like without his mask on. And it's very clear. It's like, th it's like two minutes of slow motion of his face. And he grabs the girl and he pulls the girls through the window and then all of a sudden, you know, it cuts and goes to like her waking up and she's actually being wheeled into an ambulance. And the whole idea is that she just had a panic attack and it really wasn't Jason. That was more of a dream. And that's kind of like all the way the Friday the 13th kind of like to leave it like, oh, is it real? Did he really come back or was it a dream? And then the reality, you go to three and three literally a lot of horror films love to start with some kind of prologue, right? Like some kind of cold open where they like, you know, show somebody get killed. Like the Drew Barrymore in Scream, right? You know, she's not the main character. She's she's a nice death at the beginning. Well, slasher films do that type of shit. But Friday the 13th, 13th Part 3 doesn't can't do that because it's trying to pick up the storyline. So what it does is it just re it replays the end of Part 2 as it's cold open. And you're like... So it, it it doesn't really work, but just it's just there to establish like location, like how Jason died and where he died and what's going on, and then the and then the whole film takes a big like huge veer, uh, with like again with uh, motorcycle gangs, which is kind of a little homage to Dawn of the Dead. Anyways, that's what's happening right now. In the, homage in, to part two in the movie. <laughs> yeah, in the movie. Okay, let's get on to it though. Speaking of part two, let's get on to our number ones though. So Felk. Number one. Number it's one. time for number one. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to make the music happen. Cause... Number one. <laughs> so do I, do I go first? You go first. All right. Well, my number one is when I was a little boy, Ballard, it was possibly the first scary movie I ever saw. I think I said that about every movie we watched tonight. But this is literally one of the scariest movies You went over to a friend's first. house and watched it on VHS because your mother wouldn't let you watch it. was one of the scariest movies I ever saw. But this one wasn't something I saw at a friend's house. No. This was a movie that I saw in a VHS wrapped in plastic in, in, like, a, in like a rental case plastic and it was on top of the... TV and I walked. Oh, he broke into the glass. Jason's getting him. That's straight out of two. That's literally what happens in two. But um, so it's on top of the TV. I walk over to the and it says the Evil Dead. Oh, really? Like, oh. oh my God, this looks amazing. Rated R. I think. Oh, rated R movies have rated teams. R for tree rape. 
we talk about how um, uh, uh, Eddie, I, I, the past Eddie Murphy's Delirious, I put it on because I thought I was going to see titties. I fast forward the whole movie to watch some dude walk up and down the stage the whole time, not knowing what the hell's going no, on, going, where not, the titties not at. Much, not much titties. There's no titties in, 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 uh, in Delirious. Great movie, though. There, are there no titties. tits in Evil Dead? I guess there aren't. There were. So I stopped. I, I paused the movie at times to see, like, tra tree rape and stuff. But the thing was is that my brother got home. And this is a common thing I've talked about in the past. He would show up and I go, oh shit, get the thing out of the VCR. I'm watching his rental. Because I, I was not supposed to be watching this movie. It's R. I was too young. He notices, like he did in other movies, that I'm watching this movie. He puts it back on for me. We watch the whole thing. I get all the way to the tree rate. I can't handle it. I'm like, okay, all right. What is going on? I don't understand this. It's going up her. Like, what's going on? The branch is going up her. Like, I didn't understand it. And then, and then... It's the woman becomes a demon, right? She gets possessed and all that stuff. They throw her in the in the in the in the basement. It's okay. And then all of a sudden, she freaks out, and everyone's it's hanging okay. out around and trying to relax. It's okay. And she takes a pencil, she grabs, and she stabs somebody in the fucking ankle. And I just went, "That's it. I'm done." I yeah. threw my head so hard into the couch that I fucking went through the cushions and hit my head on the metal bar that was part of the framework of the couch. I remember feeling that bar hit my head. I was like, this is fucking over. I'm done. I can't do any more Evil Dead. This movie's too fucking scary. Having no that moment in my life, I gave up on watching Evil Dead for a while. Then randomly, I'm at a drive-in years later. And I don't remember what movie we were going to see. But I do remember the movie that came on next. A little old indie film called Army of Darkness. Oh, and really? I went, this seems a lot like that Evil Dead movie I saw as a kid, but it's That's totally right, too. different. It can't possibly be the same. Flash forward a few more years, I meet a man named Dorn. He's like 40, I'm like 8. Yeah. And we get together Weird and we hang out a lot. And we watch things like Evil Dead together. And he teaches me about watching all of Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and Army of Darkness became our little secret. No one else and knew so I, The Evil Dead is probably one of the most influential horror films I've ever seen. Here, see this death, the, sh the machete? Now, in, in part two, she cuts him into the shoulder, but that's still referencing part two, the way she attacks him and kills him. So yeah, Evil Dead, that's my number one. It is, it is something that uh, scarred me. Um, watching that woman stab somebody in the ankle, to this day I get phantom pains in my ankle, just thinking about it. And, uh, I, and, and I get really worried about ankles. That was Pet Cemetery, another film from the 80s that didn't, is not on my list, that yeah. should have been on my list. Pet Cemetery, when, when Gage cuts the fucking ankle, my whole 80s, I was worried about my Achilles tendon. Yeah, you really have a problem with ankle. Like, for, yeah. Even, um... I, I don't really like the... I mean, I like Army of Darkness. I think it's a fun, like, adventure movie. It's not a horror movie. This is my movie. boomstick. Evil Dead 2 confused the fuck out of me. and Because it's way too much of the exact same plot. It's Well, no. So I watched Army of Darkness first, and then I think I, I tried watching Evil Dead 2, and then I watched Evil Dead, and I was just like, I don't understand this. Like, how is the character from Evil Dead 2 not remember what happened to him in the in the Evil Dead? Why is the exact same thing happening? I don't, I didn't, I didn't, go, is this a sequel or is this a remake? I didn't understand it. The tone of Evil Dead 2, I was like, is this supposed to be silly or is this supposed to be scary? I didn't quite get it. And the, if you just watch the Evil Dead as a, as a standalone movie, it works. But again, <clears throat> we said this in the 70s. 
when we were doing our 70s movies and you know there it is that's a classic the Jason the ending wait what got him what, what's the next six minutes just credits yeah oh yeah this is he all those credits I made yeah those are me baby they weren't actually red they were white they were white oh I made the red because it's a horror movie that's my favorite thing just so we're clear this is something that became very popular in the 70s and the 80s horror films with red title sequences Evil Dead's red I love red title sequences it's my favorite for horror films well, my point is, is that uh, the, the Evil Dead probably works as a standalone horror movie better than if it's part of a, a quote-unquote trilogy that's totally very inconsistent and gets goofier and goofier with each movie to the point where Army of Darkness is doing like Three Stooges shit. But the first Evil Dead, I, what's important to me in, 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 a, in a horror movie, Ballard? Rules. Clearly defined rules. And Evil Dead has no rules. Just Shit can just keep happening. Like... Now, now your hands possessed. Now, Dude, that tracking shot he created with one plank of wood is so fucking scary on its own. Filmmaking's great. I mean, Sam Raimi's fucking great. But like, there, I, I was just like, I mean, these ghosts, these monsters can do anything. It's just, it's just random shit one after the other. So like, how are you really, how are you supposed to fight them? Now the Living Dead is great because it's like, here's the rules. Here's how you have to fight them. Board up the windows shoot him in the head but with evil dead it's just like the, these demons can do all kinds of weird shit and it's just like i i, I was just like what's gonna happen next i don't care i don't i, I mean it's not that i didn't care I, I was entertained through all three movies army darkness is the best i think then evil dead 2 and then finally the first evil dead. oh yeah army of the darkness is the best for sure absolutely lady but it's not even army a horror darkness. movie that's just then it's just almost a live shop, action smart, cartoon shop. it's just a live yes, action cartoon smart. Um, I, I, Evil Dead is formative for me. Yeah. It is, um, it is, it, it might be my very first impression of horror. I cannot be sure what it, what was really my first impression of horror. It might be Pet Cemetery. It might be Evil Dead. Um, I think it's Evil Dead to be honest. Um, Evil Dead, uh, I had no idea it held the weight it did when I saw it. Like, I just, like, to me, like, the idea that Evil Dead was Sam Raimi's first film. It's like, I saw Bad Taste in fifth grade randomly with a bunch of my friends in fifth grade. My friend had it on randomly. He had a random, he had like whatever the independent TV channel was at that time, the indie TV type channel that existed on cable. He had it on. By the way, same friend I saw Starship Troopers DVD. Mm-hmm. And he was that kind of friend. Um, and uh, Bad Taste is just plain. And I was watching going, this is fucking crazy. I'm watching Bad Taste. I don't know what the fuck I'm watching, but I love it. And we just finished watching The Usual Suspects. And so I was kind of like, you know, going like, wow, Verbal Kent is Kaiser Sose. That's so wild. And then meanwhile, I'm watching Bad Taste. And I'm like, this movie is fucking insane. Like, what a way to, you know. And like later finding out Bad Taste is Peter Jackson's first fucking movie. Like, just by chance. Looking back, the people who made Usual Suspects usual suspects are pretty suspect kind of a lot worse than the people who made bad test uh yeah here's the thing i don't want anybody to ever convolute what brian singer does with what roland emmerich and 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 you know his friends do because roland emmerich has a clean fun party well, Brian Singer has. I thought you were going to say, I don't want of, uh, anyone ever to push my head down underwater in a swimming yeah. pool until I blow them or they allegedly, won't let me breathe. Yeah, allegedly, Brian Singer has a wild pool party yeah. while Roland's pool parties are wild, but. I mean, they were basically. Safe. Brian had those same pool parties. It's just, you know, sometimes 
the guy from Star the new Star Trek TV show gets carried up to a bedroom when he's 15 but Kevin Yeah, Spacey. or sometimes the director of uh, Godzilla King of Monsters has to, you know, do some extra stuff to be able to write Superman Returns or or sometimes maybe, you know, Iceman, Bobby Drake has to sleep on the couch for a while. Yeah, Michael Doherty and the other guy also slept on his couch. Sean Ashmore and his brother slept on Brian Singer's couch allegedly for years, right? Yeah. I mean, for well, Brian long Singer enough to Brian get them. tired of them and move on to a new one. Don't question Brian. No, of course not. Bri, Bri. Right, we got 90 seconds or, or 75 right, seconds well, so okay, I can pee. So, um, what's your number one? No, 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 I can pee. Keep going for 75 seconds, then I can pee before I do my number one. Or I can just pee now. Oh, you want to take a break at the end during the... No one cares. You can probably make an edit yourself. Fuck it. Let's go piss. I'm going to go piss. Edit. You need to piss? Rusty nails. You know what that is? It's, it's a Scotch whiskey, JMB in this case, and Drambuie. It's what uh, uh, Saul makes in the uh, when he gets home in the uh, black and white open of the first episode of Better Call Saul, and then he pulls out his VHS tape and watches. You know when he goes Saul. Rusty nail. I know that because I've... I yeah, he's a fan of that, too. Breaking Saul, yeah. All right, well, my number one... You probably could... Wait, are we back on? Yeah. Okay. All right. But no, I, wonder, I thought the Rusty Nail would be, be good on-air concert. Sure, that's fine. All right, we're in. Uh, Credits are still rolling. If you're still paying attention and watching the movie, people, but... For another, movie's like, over. 20 seconds, yeah. Movie's done. <laughs> movie's over. Uh, we, we have made it through Friday the 13th, and we're wrapping up this episode. We didn't end up needing any uh, BuzzFeed quizzes, so that's good, because I didn't actually find any. Oh, I was going to say, Felg, it wouldn't be a Halloween episode if there wasn't a Halloween BuzzFeed quiz. Maybe you have to. All right, maybe I'll find one. I'll get through my number did we, one. Did we do one? Did we do one last year? I don't think so. I think we just... I know, because the, the, the top five took, like, 30 extra minutes in the movie. Did it? Well, fuck it. Then we're done here. All right. What's your number one? I'm really curious what number one is. I actually thought you were going to also have the Evil Dead. No. I, that's interesting. No. Um, yeah. I, I talked to Corey about this, too. And he's like, Pet Cemetery's on my list. And I'm like, I don't think it's on mine. Pet Cemetery's definitely was 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 an honorable goofy. mention on my list. Too goofy. I, I, I don't find it scary. <laughs> yeah. And American Werewolf in London was number three yeah, for me. That. And... Um, uh fuck there was another one that was a backup on my list but you said it and oh no the terminator actually was on my list at one point and i got rid of it i was i was surprised you didn't have the thing on your list um mm. that's way more sci-fi than yeah because i was gonna because I, I i i was gonna say like but you know because you said that alien shouldn't i just watched it. it again too and it's way more sci-fi too than it is horror I mean, it's a horror. It's sci-fi horror, but but I mean, I I would say it's okay to put on the list because I put Alien on mine because it is enough horror that like. Oh, it's so the is worst. the thing your number one? No, the thing is not my number one because I don't. I actually wouldn't be really, mad at that to be honest. I don't actually like the thing all that much. Oh, I dude, really? I love. The I mean, thing. It, I it's, it's a fantastic. really good movie, but it's not like a, a, one of the the greats. It's not a sci-fi horror great. Honestly, dude. Honestly, I like. The, I really liked the, it. The X Files. Well, here's the thing. I saw the X Files episode Ice before I saw the thing. So when I'm See? watching the thing, I was just like, oh, this is just like the episode of Ice. No, and I realized, no. Even David Duchovny doesn't want you to think that. Even he wants you to go, 
I hope people watched our ice episode, found out about the thing, and then went and watched that and went, what a great movie that is. Actually, I remember David Duchovny said that in a special feature on the DVD for that season. Well, here's the thing is that when they I when they made, made that, that episode up. I know you made that up but when they made no, that episode I maybe I mean maybe when they I, made that episode yeah. obviously they were not trying to hide the fact that they were doing the thing they were like this is an homage to the thing it's like a episode Clearly of the, the thing. thing but what that episode which has is, which is a remake of the thing yeah it's a remake of the thing on a, on a lower TV budget with, but here's what it has that the thing doesn't no, 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 have no. Is, the thing is a remake of the thing also oh yeah of course the thing from outer space so no, the thing is a remake of the thing from outer space right I fuck that from outer space is like the tiniest little font yeah it is literally the movie's The Thing from Her Space. It's just the, like, that's how it is. It's like, The Thing from Her Space. Yeah. But my point is is, is that what the X-Files episode has that The Thing, the, the John Carpenter movie, doesn't, is characters I fucking care about, Mulder and Scully. Wilford Brimley? I don't care what happens to Wilford Brimley. I don't really Russell, like any of the characters Keith in David? The Thing. That's my problem. It's, it's, it's just like, I don't really like it. I mean, but, but The Thing's, like, I mean, it's good. It's very Dude, watchable. literally, I just watched The Thing prequel and then watched The Thing with my wife, and I was literally, when I watched The Thing prequel, I went, oh, this is not as good. And then I watched The Thing with my wife again, because we both have seen both. And I watched The Thing, but she never seen the prequel. And then we watched The Thing, and I was like, I was like, oh, do you know what The Thing's got? The thing's got characters I care about. <laughs> you don't care about Mary Elizabeth. That's literally what I thought. And I even said to her, I said, these are characters that I care about. And I said this over and over again. I said, I really hope Felk thinks these are characters that he cares about because these are characters that I no, care I about just right now. I just compare it to Alien as the gold standard of sci-fi horror. And, and it's not Alien, but it's John Carpenter is not Ridley Scott. No. Okay. But John Carpenter made an incredible film with The Thing. He made an incredible film with Halloween. He made okay other movies. Halloween wasn't like, on my list last year, and I know that was, a, that was a concern for you. But here's the thing. Alien is actually made by a master, okay? Yeah. Like, this craftsman that makes Alien is really good at one thing. Jack of all trades, a master of none. Ridley Scott is a master director. Here's the thing. Jack of all trades. What am I referring to? John Carpenter. He can direct. Yeah, that's true. Can, that's true. He can do a rock R Ridley band. isn't even he a master. Score. I mean, he's a great he director. Edit. But he's, his primary skill is as a designer. His movies just have such a look to them, whereas John Carpenter kind of just points his camera at things. Then you get Ghost John of Mars. Carpenter Sometimes you get Ghost of Mars. Some great stuff, but I think John, what John Carpenter captures, like Escape from New York, which is a really, really good movie, and Escape from L.A., which is not a really good movie, but it has a lot of magic to it. What John <laughs> Carpenter captures is the magic in the camera, and sometimes he gets it, and sometimes he doesn't. And Halloween is an example of him just capturing magic in, in that moment. Halloween is a really good fucking movie. That's fine. It is... Very trophy. I watched today. it too late. As I said, you you talk about your superpower of being able to watch a movie and not let all the Lawrence things Arabia, that were, were, were uh, inspired by it be a factor. I I couldn't do that. And by the time I saw Halloween, it was way too late. I didn't see it till like two thousand and one. Halloween was early. Oh, by the way, when I mentioned earlier tonight, when I said I went down the street to watch movies, Halloween was one of those movies that I saw down the street. It was early, but it was not as early as Evil Dead or or uh, Pet Cemetery. That was my brother. I've said before, I actually like the uh, Robert Zombie remake of Halloween more than the original. I don't hate that, to be honest. And people, I like I like that. it more than the original because, like, people say, like, "Oh, the scary thing about Halloween is you don't like, there's no character to uh, Michael Myers. He's just a force and he has no motive." I'm like, "That's dumb. Give him a motive." The the remake gives him a motive. I like that. At least Jason had a motive. 
I was talking to my kids this year about about my kids are so in love with horror movies and the horror genre and horror characters and especially Jason and Freddy Krueger yeah. and Mike Myers and Chucky. Chucky's a big one. We have a we have a, a good guy's doll, literally that's in a box that's up in the stairwell. And that the kids like, you know, like are like, Oh, it's Chucky's a possessed. I can't doll. look at Chucky the same way without seeing Jim Basaki. Um here's the thing though. The kids like you Lower know, your they, expectations. They talk about these characters, right? And 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 for me, what I I gain from all of this is that like things like Mike Myers, like and those characters, like they're so fascinated by like what happens in these in these storylines and all this shit and like what what makes him evil and whatnot. And I was telling them like, okay, so let's go through it. And I was like, like let's go through let's go through the, the ranks. And we're driving to school. This is how we drive to school some mornings. And we'll go through the horror movies. And I'll be like, okay, Nightmare on Elm Street is like you know mostly psychological and focused on dreams and then you know everything's always building to the end and then you usually just have to bring freddy out and kill him and i'm like honestly if you if you take the franchise as a whole it's not the best franchise there's some really good movies in there but it's not the best franchise too much and I was like, but friday the 13th between, yeah, the is just and... like slasher films tropes over and over and over again and it gets shittier and shittier and shittier and truly the reality is, is that most of friday the 13th franchise is garbage like the majority of the fran- Friday the Thirteenth franchise is garbage. Truly, I only like four. Like if I were to be like, yeah, I actually like one of those movies. It's four. one's awful. Yeah, one is not good. I mean, there's 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 aspects of it I can enjoy, but the only it's movie boring. I actually like, like really liked out of that series was four. Okay. F- but and 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 then I'm like, you know, Chucky. I'm like, you know. One is okay, two's all right, three's really good, and then it's like a bunch of like you know, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. <clears throat> And then there's the new Child's Play remake, which I didn't mind, and 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 it's just it felt like like I'm like I'm like but if you guys, I don't say my kids make but Mike Myers Halloween. There's like very few shitty films in that franchise. Most of them are like subpar, but there's only like maybe two shitty films, and I would say the two shitty the two shitty films is three, which doesn't connect at all. Which most people have reconnected this last twenty twenty one. Everyone's talking about season of the witch. It was like, it was like so. it was the big it was the big thing to talk about season of the witch this year because everyone else has milked every other teat when it came to horror. And I then, really like the Lana Del Rey cover of, of Donovan's song season of the witch, which I which she did for the end credits of the uh, scary stories movie, which I still haven't watched because I heard it. Oh, dude, that good. wasn't that good. That wasn't that good. I, I loved those books as a kid. Great books. I have, I have my kids read them uh, uh, for Halloween. They love them. My daughter actually uh, uh, gets them at the library. Gets one and two because we only have three in the house. We have, we have the final one. Scary stories three. More scary stories. The the the, the, the scare your bones. Whatever the fuck it's called. Um, by the way, Cool Boy Nation, check out our very first Halloween episode because we 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 redid that. We we made every single episode a a scary story story. Remember that. Except for we were Nolan, telling our own just... real life ghost stories that account- we encountered, right? No, except for and, Nolan, and... who fucked up on several occasions and just fucking told stories from movies. I get... think he retold movie every single time. He didn't yeah. get one of them right because he was like, I, "I was a boy and I was making sculptures." And Patrick Swayze ghost, comes yeah. and starts putting his arms around me, and I'm like, "He's not a ghost in that scene." I was telling real stories. You were telling real. I stories. I told real stories. You told real stories. Yeah, well, it was, it's episode 39. Spooky Nolan was always Halloween a pre- dick when we had to tell stories and told stories from movies. Don't like, ruin oh, the title. I, Shut up. I'm too cool. Shut up. Listen, I got to tell the, the boys, episode 39, 
And this is very this is a very famous title, Felk. Here we go. Spooky Halloween pre-condom classic. Pre-condom classic was so pre-condom classic of a title we didn't even know it because after that we saw Big Guns 2 and it changed and reshaped no, Cool Boys Forever. People wore condoms in Big Guns 2. It was it was Big Guns 1 was the pre-condom I classic. I mean no, the pre-condom classic is essentially saying like We the still haven't watched the Big Guns 1. I know, I know, but I'm still saying the pre-condom classic you. is like funny about that is that it's saying it's a saying the 39 episodes previously are the pre-condom classics because starting in episode 40 Big Guns 2, we reshaped, we reformed, we we learned. We learned, we educated ourselves. This was the first ourselves. time we actually watched Game Porn, which we did many right? times. Probably too I mean, many times. Than, Maybe that's why we watched Other than watching Nolan BD, like, watch Game Porn, like, all the time. You said, you said his right? name. It's PJ. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I was kind of talking. You're talking over me, so you didn't really. Maybe people didn't hear those two letters. Forget those two letters. Cool boy. All right, let me do my number one. I haven't done my number one yet. Oh, anyways, so telling my kids Halloween oh, had, like, a great set of films, only two bad films, and it's a vastly different situation when you're looking at it in the end. All right, rant over. Felk, please. What do you think my number one is? Do you not? I have not, no fucking Can clue. you not, not fucking guess? It's not Evil Dead. It's not Pet Cemetery. We talked about everything else. This movie is personally important to me for several fucking reasons. I, Aliens? I... Of course not. Aliens was this is an action is an act. Okay, just action making movie. sure. I don't know what is it. I I I told a story about meeting the writer and director of this movie in film oh, yes. school when oh, he taught. I was going to question why this movie was on your list. Well, I'm it's not because it's number, number one. one. I'm happy it's number one then. Yes. Okay. Good. This movie yes. is Dan, not just Dan O'Banion. Dan O'Banion. Dan O'Banion. Right? May he rest in peace. That man gave me two fucking of his original draft screenplays. John Carpenter's friend, by the way. Yeah, no, but they, they 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 work together, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, they were in the he's band in, yeah, together. He's in, he's in um, Dark Star. Um, he's in Dark Star as an actor. Isn't he in his band? Weren't they in the same band together? Well, yeah, no, yeah, they're, they're, yes, they're, they're, he's a musician too. They were also part of yeah, a band. But he's dead now. I think he's. I think he passed away, didn't he? Did he? He must have passed away. I wouldn't. Because because here's the thing. We were I was talking earlier about Jack of a Trades Monster. Uh, yeah, he died in 2009. He's been dead for a while, buddy. John Carpenter is touring, I thought, and all that shit. No. I met him yeah, well. eight years before he died in 2001. We had coffee together. He was teaching at my film school. I was a freshman. He was doing a class for... Uh, what is your job, by the way? I don't think you've ever talked about what your job is. My job? Show. I'm a pizza... Yeah, what do you do? I'm a professional pizza you delivery driver. somebody like Dan O'Bain. Well, I wasn't employed. I was in film school at the time. I was. Oh, I was, so you're I, unemployed. I was, young, I was, a, well, I was a, a student. I was not a, a neat. I was a student. Um... Uh, you are me, baby. No, neat. Not in, uh, oh, neat. Not, oh, not, neat. not employed or in education or training. I was in education. But you were employed at some point in life. Because... I have had jobs. Yes. Yeah, stop interrupting yes, me. We, Jesus Christ. Let me tell you. We've done, we've done episodes about it. I mean, we did an episode called Dirty First Jobs, episode 45. Great fucking episode. Everything Felk did turned into an 80s movie. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. Felk, you told some amazing stories. Let's just end this episode. I can't even talk for what? more than no, three, no. I can't even talk for more than three seconds before you interrupt me. I'm sorry. It's it's it, all right. Jesus Christ. All right. Yes, I met Dan O'Bannon, and, and, and he, he like I, I had seen Return of the Living Dead, which is my number one. It is not just the number one horror movie. It, it, for me, it is like the number one uh, 
thing from the 80s with horror in it to to me because it's number one fucking uh, back pussy through through ass shots of Linnea Quigley yeah it is seeing that I I think I was 16 this is also a a, a DVD rental from Blockbuster Video I was of course a fan of the Romero Living Dead series Return of the Living Dead I thought like is this a sequel is it what is this so I watched it cold not understanding what it was in the opening scene of it, they they established that this is a world in which Return of the Living Dead uh, or Night of the Living Dead was a movie. So it's like a pseudo sequel. And in reality, it's like a complicated thing where the the producer of Night of the Living Dead had rights to The Living Dead and he sold it to the studio and along with a script called Return of the Living Dead, which is the, the distributor's like, no, we can't fucking use this script. It's terrible. Threw it out, mm-hmm. had Dan O'Bannon write his own thing, and he created Return of the Living Dead, which is a great script, a nihilistic script. It gave us punk. It gave us new a new concept of zombies. It's almost too funny to be a horror movie proper, but the reason why I, I, I put it as my number one is because it has the most horrible concept possible, which is that the zombies are, are sentient and in pain being dead hurts them that like i never thought of that from that perspective but yeah gr- just the best nudity the best comedy the best such good nudity yeah linnea quigley's she did nudity in like a lot of blew my mind you didn't watch it you watched it on my recommendation right you watched it recently. um yeah no, oh dude not only did i watch it on, on your recommendation I watched it last October on October 29th. I watched it and I wrote you watched Return of the <laughs> Living Dead last night and you gave it a heart and I said loved it and I said my wife loved it too which you gave an exclamation point to and I said really enjoyed the script. Yeah, I was too. surprised cuz I don't I mean a lot of the love comes from being attracted to women. And, and then I said felt just like Alien, very real dialogue and reactions. Yeah. You said it's the most nihilistic but also fun horror movie ever made. Glad I got to tell my Dan O'Bannon story on the podcast. Dude was legitimately crazy. I said I love how it is a true story because that's what they call it. And you said it will be if Biden wins. <laughs> well, unfortunately, he did, and yeah, I mean, we're probably going to be nuked at some point for not uh, uh, getting vaccinated. Dude, enough. I love the way it ends. It's a very zombie-like ending. Like everyone died, and then they nuked them. But it, it, they make it clear that the the nuke just causes a bigger cloud of acid raid. I also so love that they make it clear that continues. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead are propaganda to make everyone realize that this event really never happened, and that essentially Night of the Living Dead is a documentary. And it, but yeah, and the, the, well, yeah, but also the, they they reference that like the part of that propaganda is the idea that you can kill them by destroying the brain, which Return of the Living Dead is like fuck that, nope. that's too easy. Like you these, can't kill it at all. These things are unkillable, and if you unkillable. disintegrate them down to ashes. That doesn't kill them either. That just spreads it. That just it, it just spreads it. There, there yeah, is no, no escape. They, they are unkillable. Return of the Return of the Living Dead. It makes it very clear by the end of the film, there is nothing you can do except now you're fucked and die. Because even turning them into nuclear particles and waste, they just seep into the earth and then they become the next generation of whatever around it. Like the movie ends with the idea that like oh yeah, and now they're just radioactive. Good luck. Good job. Uh, not Linnea Quigley, but I think her name is Beverly Randolph. It's like the 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 pretty girl who's like, uh, she's like not a, worth talking about because she's not the hot chick who gets naked and shows. No, here's why she's biscuit. significant. Um, she she told a story. 
I think it's actually on the DVD or Blu-ray, like making of, like the official yeah. documentary included with the movie. She tells the story of how she auditioned. <coughs> she she met Dan O'Bannon because she was a stripper, and he went to her strip club all the time, and he offered her a part in the movie, not what? to be naked. She got, she goes to audition to his house. He's got he's and, and she's like, oh, I'm just going to this weird guy's house. He's cleaning his guns and he's just got porn on his TV and VHS. And he's like, all right, here's the scripts. Read. It's like when I we went, when I met Dan O'Bannon, I talked to him. I specifically asked about like Return of the Living Dead because I, I just love that script so much. And and I was like, what's like, what's the secret? Because at that point, I was in film school. I was thinking I was going to be a screenwriter, not a piece of delivery driver. <clears throat> and he he said this the like, like so what, how did you come up with this? And he just said, a lot of it was the coke. And it's a it's a catch twenty two because you know he's in his however old he was in his sixties. He's like, I can't, I just can't hey. come up with uh, ideas like that anymore because I did so much coke in the eighties. And but the catch is, is that the only reason people are coming to me still for screenplay ideas and for, you know, script treatments and stuff is because of the stuff I wrote because that I wouldn't have been able to write without the cocaine. But now I can't do it anymore. So it's a catch 22. He was like basically giving me the like the, his advice was how to be a screenwriter is like do coke and come up with weird shit. But know not that wrong. you're destroying yourself while you're doing it, and I'm like, not wrong at all. He's not wrong, and the, I mean, no. like, look, the, the dude was he was a perv. He he frequented uh, strip clubs in the '80s. He cast strippers in virtually everything. That he, may have been how he up. met Linnea Quigley too. Uh, loved guns, loved porn. Of course, this guy's a fucking hero of of mine. So yeah, I mean, I I, I and all that comes through because like, if there ever was a gun loving stripper loving weirdo makes a great movie it's return of the living dead because like alien total recall that's other people filtering their visions through it but 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 return of the living dead is just like the all the weirdness is in there and the fact that like the like the 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 teens rather than being like the fucking pretty boy teens like in the friday the 13th movies they're like nihilistic punks don't you talk ill will of trent though however please the fact that they're nihilistic punks is so weird Andy, you're not talking about trent you're talking about everyone else but trent and linnea quickly this is what i was talking about earlier when i said it's not just how hot the girl is because linnea quickly is not super hot it's She's how slutty hot. they are oh, slutty yeah. is more important than hot hot is it's, like hot might as well be a painting if it which won't, we if got it won't tonight, suck your which dick we got tonight linnea quickly you look at her and she seems like she'll suck your dick no those girls look like they will get naked for michael bay money yeah, they do. But I, we, I want a girl who sucked my dick for like a hundred and fifty dollars. That, that what's her name? That's Linnea Quigley. That's no girl who's I don't ever know been in name. any fucking Michael Bay movie. Megan Fox will suck your duck dick for a fucking fifty thousand dollar ruby that only a fucking sultan has. And believe God. you me, she'll go to that sultan in Dubai and suck his dick for that fifty thousand dollar ruby. And call him daddy the whole time. But yeah, like, like I, I, I need someone I can get, you know. A blowjob for, for somewhere in like East LA. Do you like being called daddy? I've been I've been called daddy. I've been called poppy. Oh my god! Poppy's what the Mexican poppy? girls call you. You like that poppy? Can I make you come, poppy? I make you come so good, poppy. Magusta. I love that's great when you hear a magusta. It's like 
Mm, I, que rico. I don't know what the fuck you're, you're just, rico, You were spouting gibberish, girl. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Que rico, mi papi es muy caliente. Oh. Yeah, Return of the Living Dead is, is, is certainly the movie that just is, to me is like the most fun. It's the most fun movie to throw on for Halloween. I haven't even known of it in a full year. As we record this, it is not October 30th. It's October 20th, so it's not even been a full year since I've seen the film. Yeah. It'll be, it will be in nine days. I've heard of this movie more than just for a year because, Felk, you've obviously told me about this film. Felk, this movie was... You, you hyped this movie, I think, on the podcast. I think you hyped this movie maybe off the podcast. I'm not sure. Maybe a combination of both. Multiple choice. But... Here's the thing. Your hype never undersold it. It was the movie you said it was and more. Mm. It was brilliant. It was amazing. It's a wonderful connection to the rest of the Dead franchise. The Dead franchise is vast in between. We talked about it in many different ways. There's Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. No. Then there's also Land of the Dead, a continuation from that story. There's Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead. More George R. Romero, but a kind of different version of the tale. There's the Dawn of the Dead remake we've talked about with Zack Snyder. There's the Lost Tape of Andy yeah. that Zack Snyder also worked with with James Gunn, which is the continue what happened to Andy, the gun guy. There's that, a remake of, of Day of the Dead, too, by Steve Miner, who directed the House movies. I've never even seen There's it. a remake of Night of the Living Dead directed by Tom Savini. That I've seen, and it's not good. Right? Dawn of the Dead became called Zombie. Zombie 2 became released in Italy, followed yeah. by Zombie 3, Hell on Earth. Zombie 2 is not bad. Zombie 3, Hell on Earth is not good. Have you watched those? But I've seen them all. Hmm. Army of the Dead is a continuation in some form or fashion of this storyline, of this franchise, even. So that was it's very disappointing. One, but it is. I mean, even Zach I was genuinely about excited about that movie. <laughs> We well, we talked about Dawn of the Dead, uh, the remake, in that episode of Army of Dead uh, spoiler cast. Highly recommend it. Check it out. But here's the thing I will say about re the return of the Living Dead. I have spoken about every other film so far in the Living Dead franchise. Yeah. Return of the Living Dead, vastly superior sequel other than the Dawn and the Day of. No. Those two withstanding... The Return of the Living Dead is the most vastly perfect sequel to Night of the Living Dead. The way it plays off the meta, the way it makes everything helpless. Meta in 1985 was not a common thing. Everything's meta no. now, but like you can't everything because of Scream, now. you can't do anything horror without doing something meta almost. But this movie is not made for the casual viewer. This movie is not made for the cinema fan, the cinephile. This movie is made. For horror geeks, the people that like subscribe to Fangoria in the 80s. This movie was made for those who knew of Night of the Living Dead without being told by the internet and screen junkies yeah. about Night of the Living Dead. This movie is the original fucking Gatsby. And I think The Return of the Living Dead was a huge shocker. Like I said, it hasn't even been a year. There's no way I was going to put this on my list. I assumed this was jumping on your list. Yeah, of course. I'm glad it did. And, I mean, I, you probably didn't earlier, think it was going to be number one, but like... When we were talking about the Dead series earlier tonight, I almost commented on this, and then I forgot to because I forget everything because I'm like a little housefly. Well, I had Day like at... This is why I had Day at four. Shit. You had Day at three. 
even though I'm I, like I love the the Romero movie so much. I had I did had, you by the way, and, and it, when we did the '70s episode, you must have had Dawn of the Dead on our your list. Dawn right? was I think number two. I think I had Alien as one. Was it on my list? I don't remember. Yeah, you, I think it's five, and then it was a higher. So we didn't talk about the, the my two. Okay. Oh, Shaun so. of the Dead is the only other thing I would add. Yeah, to Shaun of the Dead. I mean, the, the, the list just goes on for the the loose sequels. of, and, and, like, in terms of loose sequels, yeah, The Walking Dead as a whole is a loose sequel to the Romero movies. But Return is the only... That's it, though. By the way, I think we named them all. I think we named pretty much all, but Return is the I only do. one that subverts the rules and throws yes. away the, the idea that they're killable. It it's makes them indestructible. It's also where Brains comes from. Yes, it's also where brains comes from. When everyone sees Simpsons and goes and sees the brains, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's from the Dawn of the Dead movies or whatever." Yeah. No, no, no. That's from Return of the Living Dead and only Return of the. Well, Living they're Dead. all. I mean, they play with the sentient thing in Day of the Dead, like that Bob can like act, like no, but not like this. But this one, they're they're they, they play in traps. They they call the police to bring more police to eat them. It's like the Dude, the, the yellow the, guy, the yellow zombie, the one that they deal with inside the fucking like yeah. mortuary or whatever the fuck it was, whatever the fucking place was. That's it, yeah. gross and an insane puppetry work. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, <coughs> the whole the whole movie is is just entertaining. Highly recommend but, it. What? Highly recommend it. Yeah, it's it's not just. It, I mean, it is it is a horror comedy almost, but unlike ghostbusters where it's just like it is it, the comedy comes first i i feel like the horror comes first but even more so ghostbusters like ends with them saving the day return of the mm-hmm. living dead it ends the exact opposite where like it's 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 it, like i said it's nihilistic it's like there is no point to struggling against this and that's what's scary also takes sorry go ahead well it, that like a lot of horror movies end with the monster being killed or set on fire or right. whatever. Like maybe there's a little stinger at the end where he comes back and all right, still alive or got away somehow. But this isn't a stinger. This isn't a, like oh, you know, maybe this is making it clear. Like even before the nukes get dropped, you know that nukes won't work because burning them doesn't work because it just creates yeah. acid rain and creates more zombies. They're making yep. it clear. Like no, this evil. It's not even evil. It's just this this force because the zombies aren't necessarily evil. They have to eat brains because they're in pain. If they eat brains, they're in less of pain. This this negative force is insurmountable. It you can't. You, there's like you can struggle to stay alive, but there, it doesn't matter what you do. You and and that's it, more terrifying. The idea of an evil force like it doesn't matter if you vote. Your votes will get fucking thrown out, and and and. This is the swing states. We already had it planned to rig. It doesn't matter if, if you you save up all your money during COVID because inflation's going to make gas cost seven dollars a gallon. It's mm-hmm. it's a, it doesn't matter if you got vaccinated. You're still going to have to put your mask on to fly and show your vaccine cards, and you won't even be able to fly because they don't have pilots because a lot of those pilots didn't get vaccinated. It's an insurmountable dread. Southwest. What? At least Southwest. It's an insurmountable dread. It's a force that you can, you can't do anything about it. No, no, you no, might no as well that's the thing about the movie, though. Because the movie is like, The Return of the Living Dead even goes to say, like, the events of Night of the Living Dead actually were able to contain it. Yeah. But because of pure stupidity and curiosity, it got released and Pandora's box is opened, and now it's uncontainable. Hey, what's, the, what's the line? No, like he's like, oh, be careful of that. And the and the, uh, the older, you know, caretaker of the guy. moisturizer says says uh, 
great actor, great performances. Like that's the thing. Day of the Dead's performances are terrible. He's like everyone knows him. Well, Day of the Dead's performances are terrible, and Return of the Living Dead has like such natural performances from everyone, especially the punks. But even yeah, the the all all the actual people, the hot naked chick. But again, Linnea Quigley, she plays a character named Trash. Like it's like, of course, it's like. But you can't understate like what we just watched with Brie. She looks so good topless and bouncing all over Trent. It was Playboy. It was Playboy's topless. But Return of the Living Dead is like, she's standing above the camera burying it all. Yeah, but my point, well, I I was making another point about the government, but before that, uh, the the, 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 the nudity we saw in any Platinum Dunes movie is going to be Playboy, because of course, Michael Bay fucks Playboy models. It's very Playboy, very pretty, very airbrushed, very physically perfect. Linnea Quigley, the Return of the Living Dead nudity is like 4 p.m. in like Middle America strip club nudity. Mm. And that nudity always is better than Playboy nudity because it's real. Because you can touch it. Because you can put it in your fucking face. You can rub your titties. It's an asshole you can actually eat. You'll never see any playboy girls assholes i mean i guess the cyber girls show assholes my point was about the the, the government thing is that uh, Hustler. The, the, you, you said like um that uh the the idea in return is that uh they were able to uh contain the events of night of the living dead and and, and get the the one of the remaining zombies in return says that they did yeah return says that and the and the, the older caretaker says uh mortuary guy says you know, like, oh no, these 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 barrels are one are made by the U.S. government. They're not going to yeah. leak. Knocks on it and immediately and no, leaks. Cracks. Yeah, it cracks immediately. Because yeah, the government because the government can't fucking do anything right, and their their way to solve dude. the problem is just to kill everybody. Dan O'Bannon, man. I mean, like the dude did Jay not said, like the government. Jay said this really, really well with some John Carpenter film. I forget which one it was. Where he goes, like, people are like, this is like exactly like, oh, they live. Which I talked about on this podcast. I said they live. And I'm like, I think I even said on, on this podcast that they, that they live is like, you know, a, a, a before the times or, you know, a, a, you know, and all that shit. And I was all excited about they live. Um, and he was like, Jay was like, I can't stand when people are like, you know, they say like, this is like, you know, bef- before the times or whatever the fuck or like, you know, ahead of its More time. relevant today than it was when it was made. Right. And he's like, he's like, it's, no, it was relevant then it was, as, as it is today. It's George Lucas effect, right? Like, you know cyclical cycle and the the world always sucks and it will get better but it will always suck at some point and it'll get better I think and they live less like, relevant now than it some was people today. say it's like you know like uh strong men make weak times and weak times make you know weak men and weak men make strong times and strong times make strong men and strong men hard make weak times right hard weak. and it, it's a cyclical sense right and we're in part of that period right now where i don't know where but we're there so um so jay jay's making that reference and and to me, it, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, I get that. Like that makes sense. Like well, now totally, we have a weak man dealing with hard times. So I think we do. I think the cycle the cycle may be broken, and we may just be going straight down from here. Oh no, we're just we're just spiraling cycle. But Return of the Living Dead. What I like about it is it kind of shows. It's like it's like no, it's not. It's it's one of those moments where it's like, yeah, is it prevalent or is it not? And is it just an example that you know thirty years ago it sucked and every 30 years ago it's kind of similar and like maybe that's the case too um but it's definitely like it's it's a good example of the 80s that has like this like you know we understand it in the 80s that the the government had flaws and had cracks i mean even what was it ronald reagan 
is famous for saying like something like the worst, most terrifying words in the English language are from the government. I'm I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, and here I am as a little boy in the eighties going, you know, Ronald Reagan, I called him Ronald McDonald. You know, and like, you no, know, you're like, fine with it. You're, you're, you're ready for this. You're, you've got your. I'm you're, totally fine with you've it. You've got your you know uh, Return of the Last Jedi. Uh, Folks here, Folks here talking about fat cats in, Hol- in Hollywood and fat cats in DC. And here I am, like, I like Marvel. Can I have more MCU? Can I pay for more Disney Plus? Can you raise it? What's, la- what's Laura Dern's oh, character from The Last Jedi? You've got your doll. You canceled her. Disney Plus recently. Can I tell you this as a Disney Plus owner? So subscriber, you can't own it. As a subscriber, that's the point. It's the whole I point got of Disney Plus. A year ago, in November, because that's when it started, right or whatever. Is that right? No, two years ago with Mandalorian. Yeah, and it's been not even two, two years, years, and they're already telling me it's going to be ten dollars more if I want to continue with Disney Plus. No, sh- well, it was like seven dollars. I mean, of course, it was got to jump. Is, is it really ten dollars more? $10 more annually. Boy, oh boy, am I not fucking up in my Disney Plus, man. That's okay. You can have a profile. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We got Dune next week. Got my HBO Max. All right. I should do it tomorrow I definitely want to talk what if. And by the way, I think we definitely have Marvel news here that we need some Dorn for. Um, just not to wrap up the Return of the Living Dead, but another no, note to Return it. of the good. Living Dead. Um, if you if you really like, uh, in Cool Boy Nation, this is for you as well. and felt definitely for you as well. If you like Return of the Living Dead... Not I can participate, too. Not just cool. I highly recommend watching Zombie 2, or as they call it, Zombie, well, the sequel to Dawn of the Dead yeah. in Italy. It is so good and so right up the... It's Return very of the Italian. Dead. It is, but it's right up that aisle. It is. It, if you're shopping for Return of the Living Dead, it is, it is one of those, oh, buy one, get one free? I'll take Zombie 2, sure, absolutely. Zombie three hell on earth, no. Yeah, bad. I, I've never actually seen that one. Drop, drop it, drop it. I have seen it. Return of the Living Dead two and three, and three is interesting but not good. Two is just straight up bad, and, and it's just it's nothing new. Yeah, I kind of like. I'm trying to stick to like Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead as my remakes and then that's it you know what I mean and and other than that I stick with the George Romero and then the Return of the Zombie or the Italian Zombies and the Return of the Living Dead and then it's like Sean Living Dead maybe and and I'll continue with the Snyderverse wherever that goes I Sean guess. of the Dead's great uh, but yeah no, Sean of the Dead is wonderful in fact I think this year we were thinking that might be one of the kids uh, you know 31 Nights of Horror it's not super scary they can probably it isn't it. it's nice zombies they love zombies all right, well, now we finish this episode with a quick cool boy rating of the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th. I will give it eh, two. Two boys. Oh, my God. I can't believe we just finished our top five like that. That was such a quick top five. And, and just to think, that was the top five of all of the 80s horror films. The the top shelf, the top dogs, the top gears, the top men, the top notch, if, if gonna... the tabletop. Top of the again. tree, top out at top of the pops, top of the range, top marks. People stop top listening. Top it off. Yeah. Top hole. How many boys do you give top 2009 flight. remake of the Friday the 13th? Top dollar. 
Top hat. I'm just going to assign your boys for you. You gave it five out of five. I I really do like um, uh, Friday the 13th, 2009 version. <laughs> it is definitely my top men. And I would, de- I would say if it wasn't for the fact that Trent Sutton DeMarco, uh, you know, had this fantastic tale to tell between Transformers and Friday the 13th, which is his demise. I don't think I would have ever dived into an edit that was so fantastic and so much fun to play and work with. And Dorn, if you're listening, which I know you are because you always are, Dorn. God bless him for have that. Have you watched your Transformers the 13th this Halloween? I just because did. Felt just did. And I'm going to right after this because I'm going to top off this episode with a little Trent cut. How many boys do you give it? Which one? The 2009 the remake of Fire 13th. I give all of them five out of five boys. Okay. Cool boy nation. Email us at the cool boys podcast at gmail.com. New episodes of the Cool Boys killer podcast. Cut. Killer cut, baby. Come. Killer cut. Did you enjoy the killer cut? Of what? Of of Jason tonight. We had the killer cut. Uh, theatrical cut? I, yeah, it's part of the killer cut DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. I think the killer cut's the extended edition. I haven't seen that yet, and I don't know what it contains. So much more Trent, baby. Train by day. Cool Boys podcast by night, all day, all night. All night. Like and subscribe to us and review us Third on days. iTunes, except for that one guy who did. Uh, the making an authorized distribution <gasps> of this. He gave us one star, by the way. The making wait, an wait, instru- wait. authorized. He rated us on iTunes and gave us one star? Didn't like our politics. Did it finally throw our iTunes uh, ratio off from yeah, five? Yeah, it's out not of all five? fives now. Oh my God. The making an authorized. Like crushing it with five out of five. We have like boys. a 4.5 rating now. I was proud. The making an authorized distribution of this podcast allegedly supported over 1,500 jobs and involved hundreds of thousands of work hours. All for nothing because this dude fucked up our rating system. Now we don't have a perfect aggregated rating system of five out of five boys. 1,500 people. Look what you did. All these these 1,500 people just lost their jobs. I'm firing them all. You're fired. Johnny, we fired all fired on air. We fired Nolan a long time ago. We fired Johnny. Doors are locked tomorrow. Good luck. Uh, Doors open, boys. Review us on Apple Podcasts. China is here. Best of all, a great way to say screw you to the mainstream media, Batman and, and Beyond. screw you to those fat cats. On Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. China Special Thanks, Publicity Department of CPC, Zingyang, Uyghur Xing Autonomous Gang. Region Committee, offer a chance to plug their super cool stuff and so cool social media. Yeah, China, please, we offered you a chance to plug that super cool stuff and that so cool social Follow media. China on Twitter but more importantly... I just want to say, China, a special thank you to publicity departments of the CP Shengsheng Uyghur Autonomous Region Committee. I really do want Doing to say great that work too. over there with them Uyghurs. We really, both of us here, are on your side. Also, thank you for listening. Stay spooky, cool boy nation. Until <gasps> next time, it's Spooksies from Friday the Felteenth. And that's also Spooksies from Breeze Tits are still the best bare tits in the entire horror genre. Ballard. I don't know if I agree with that, but... Uh, Ballard. Good, good I don't know what Perfect nipple placement, as some might say. Oh, right, dude. Stop yeah. recording. Great ass, great butt, great dimples, great shape, puss. Amazing. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Without any damn